forever. Dog. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the best show hosted by me, Tom Sharpling, and my new co-host, Nancy. How's it going, Nancy? You having fun? Mmm. Fun, you're crying, though. Wait, the show's not that bad. Look, the show's not very good, but it's not worth crying over. All right, that's thank you, Nancy, for coming by. You can open the door and let her free. <laughs> she can escape. Uh, so, yes, tonight on the best show, we have a jam-packed program. Peyton Reed, the director of Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, back in studio. We remember how it went last time, don't we? When you saw my little heartbreak on camera. And we are going to talk to him about that and other things. Then, Mark Marin in studio. He has a new special out. Comes out HBO. It is great. And it is called from... Oh, boy, this is bad. Oh, boy. Oh, how can I be this bad at this? Oh, how bad can I be? Look, he's got a new HBO special coming out. We're going to talk all about it. We'll talk to him. It's called From da- From Bleak to Dark. And it is amazing. Comes out this week. We're going to talk about that. All sorts of other things. So, Full House on the best show today. And you got me, Tom Sharpling. You're the host with the most, as people say. I'm here holding all that together. You listen to these other podcasts. They get Peyton Reed. They get Mark Mann. They don't know what to do with that. You watch what I do with this. You watch. You buckle up, baby. Because it's best show time. Play the theme. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the best show here on a Tuesday night, Tuesday night in February of 2023. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. I hope you're doing great. No, I'm doing great. I hope you're doing as great as I'm doing because this is a fun night. It's a fun show. We got a whole lot planned. Great time ahead for us all. 
It's Best Show. The phone number 201-989-0012 if you want to get in on the action and give a little uh, phone call tonight. We're not going to be doing too much of the phones tonight, but we'll be doing some phone stuff. Um, And we got Peyton Reed, director of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania coming in. He'll be in studio. Also in studio, Mark Marin, the comedian, podcaster, friend. Peyton Reed's a friend too. I don't want to make like he's not a friend. He's a, a great friend. He's one of a great friend, and hopefully we can get to the bottom of a whole lot of business tonight if that uh let's try we'll get to the bottom of some business with old pete and reed checking in and um yeah couple uh 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 couple uh uh pieces of business to take care of yeah let me tell you a couple pieces of business let's lay out it's like the rules of the best show we do it so everybody knows, and I uh, don't want to get, look, truth be told, I don't want Brett hitting me, Brett Bohm. He said he'd punch me if I didn't read this. The best way to support the best show is to sign up for our Patreon over at patreon.com slash show. We've got a lot of great bonus content over there. So far, Rubenesque, Ask Tom. There's new things coming. We're working on them now. I, we, I had a big meeting last week about some new Patreon-only content that is right around the corner. Look out, Jack. So that's patreon.com slash show, And that's also where you can get the ad-free weekly version of The Best Show at the Patreon. And... You can also get that at foreverdog.plus. That's the Forever Dog Plus membership. Make sure you subscribe to The Best Show on all your podcast apps. Rate and review it. Give us great reviews, please. And we're at YouTube, youtube.com slash best show for number four, life. Best show for life. Same place you get the Twitch TikToks. The Twitters and the Instagrams. Best show for life, I hope. Brett, is that good enough? Am I going to be spared the rod tonight? No answer. Keep the threat going. Keeps the threat going. Wants me scared. He's the single threat. I do double threat. He's the single threat. Yikes. So anyway, the best show. Here we are. Full show tonight. A lot of fun. couple things I want to talk about at the uh, outset. We did the 50 most boring people list last week. I heard um, on Bennington on Satellite Radio, they read the list. They they reviewed our list. Did you hear? For Mike, AP Mike, are you here? I'm here, Tom. Look, How are you? I'm here. Look at the. Look at that. This guy's here. I'm here. You bled through before. I can't talk now. People giving you a hard time. No, Mike, that's not you. Yeah, but you can't talk now. Now you talk. Now you talk. 
Yeah, they reviewed the whole top 50 list up and down every which way. Maybe one of the funniest things I've ever heard is when they go, number 49, Greg Wilson. <laughs> and they're like, who's that? <laughs> it's like, And uh, clearly they are not as familiar with Egg Foo What over Obviously. at Sirius XM as everybody on Forever Dog is. Um, so you please pass that along to, uh, your, your partner, Greg, that he was mentioned and they were confused. They thought he was the volleyball from Castaway. Uh Um, and they also mentioned Jason Gore, Jason Gore. Are you here? Dudio? You don't have to come in. If you're sitting, just know you were mentioned on satellite radio, Bennington. They were saying you're, they wondered why you were so boring. And they said, ah, he doesn't seem that boring. So you can just know they said you were boring. They did said that I didn't seem boring. They said they they wanted their producer on instead of you. That oh, you're, really? Yeah. So it's fine. I was. Did they know I was number forty four? Oh, they read the whole list. They read the whole list. They went up, down, up, sideways, down. everything. They said around, around. This guy's boring. They said we'll take our his our the word for it, but we don't find him. We they wish that their producer Earl was on the list. Earl Douglas. Oh, but, I will. Uh, I will say that the Hawk numbers uh, dipped this week, and I just assume it's because everybody was searching for one hundred nine point eight. Probably. No, probably is so, the Hork. The Hork. One hundred nine point eight. <laughs> the Hork. Check it out, everybody. Um, yeah. So, but you were immortal. We'll pull a whole thing on that. We'll do a. I want a rapid fire one two blah, 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 of Gail Bennington reading list. We'll have our fun with oh, that. Yeah, but we'll that's not it. this week. We'll pull it for not for soon. Yes, of course. Pat, are you there, Pat? Hey yo. How look at that. Hey yo. He's fired up. Great to hear you, Pat. You excited about tonight's show? I can't wait. I can't this wait. This guy can't two, wait. Two of my heroes. This guy can't wait. Two of his heroes. One program. One program, two heroes. Unbelievable. Can you believe the the value goes on here? Um, I do want to make a couple amendments to the uh, to the uh, the boring list, if I could. Let me find my um. Let me find my amendments. I wanted to just do a couple quick, a couple, a couple short adjustments, if that's all right. So please, Pat, if you could log these and we will. Um, yeah, I got it. I would it. like to swap out. Let me look at the list real quick. Let me look at this boring list. Hold on. There it is. I would like to swap out. Um, man, there was somebody I want to swap out on this. Because I want to swap in Bill Simmons. I almost want to swap Ryan Reynolds off for Bill Simmons. That's a Bill Simmons should be in that five slot. Bill Simmons, number five, please. And can I see the second half? Is that possible? See the second half? Uh, Of course. I'm not rushing. I'm not rushing. This is amazing. And, um, yeah. And, uh, because it was a great list. It's a great list. I would swap out. We got a lot of, uh, uh, people were not happy with, of all people on the list, Julie Bowen. I don't know. Pretty boring. Um, but I look at this list and I says, let's take, 
let's take Kelsey Grammer off the list and put in um put in um Megan McCain. Number 36. And those are the two adjustments I wanted to make to the list. And then that will stand as the best version of the list for the time being. We'll go forward from there. Um, also, want to let everybody know that big concept, big concept for the episode on February 21st. This is what we're going to do. Best shows in Los Angeles now, right? Best shows in LA. I says to myself, how can we take advantage of that? The best show is in Los Angeles, the city of angels as uh, Anthony Kiedis called it. He, he coined that. Um, the city of angels, right? Remember that great song. Um, under the bridge. Oh, he's like, hey, man, I'm not telling anybody which bridge it was. Oh, no, please. Please tell us the bridge. Um, We're in Los Angeles. How can the best show take advantage of that? Simple. On the episode February 21st, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time, the clock begins at 6 p.m., you have three hours to physically bring a celebrity to the studio. And you bring a celebrity to the studio, you will be rewarded. And I'm saying when I say celebrity, I'm talking if you got somebody who was just like, yeah, this person did a walk on on a thing. That's fine. Or you walk in with Jake Gyllenhaal. Every size of celebrity is welcome. If you, the best show listener, bring a celebrity down, they come on mic for five minutes, chit-chat, hey, tell me about your thing, ba 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 whatever. You, the best show listener, two things. You will get to pick a prize from the best show prize shelf, which will be uh, displayed. It'll be as if, like, classic uh, prices, right? Not, not prices, right? Classic uh, old um Wheel of Fortune, where you picked prizes off of, or like you're on the boardwalk, you win the thing, you shot the water balloon and the clown, the balloon blew up off the clown's head. You get to pick a prize. You'll get to pick a prize. That is the show we will do on February 21st. So I says to you right now, get ready. Get ready. For that, line your celebrity up. If you got a celebrity, tell them, celebrity, tell them, hey, uh, Bruce Dern, I need you to be available. We're going to the best show on February 21st. And this is what you, you're saying, like, but how do I get there? I don't know where to go. Next week, we will reveal the specifics on how you reach out. But this this week right now is the week for you. If you know a celebrity, it's for you to tell them you're coming down 
I might even do different shelf, different size shelves. Like this is a shelf for walk-on people, small people. This is a shelf for character actors, mid-tier people. This is a shelf. You walk in here with Tom Cruise, you get two things off the top shelf. Two. So let get your get your wheels moving. Maybe nobody will show up. What if that happens? Zilch zero. Nobody walks through the door with a celebrity. But I got a feeling we're going to get some celebrities coming through. These listeners, they know people. Look, personally, I want to meet Lana Del Rey. I want Lana Del Rey to come on the best show. That's my goal for 2023. I'm not expecting to have Lana Del Rey walk through that door. That's a larger goal. Anybody know, have an in on Lana Del Rey, you let me know. I want to meet I want Lana Del Rey to be a guest on the best show. 2023 goal. But February 21st, you get celebs in studio. You win. Big prize. Details to follow next week, but you now's the time for you to start talking to your celebrity friends and lining it up. What do you think about that idea, Mike? And when I say Mike, this is AP Mike. He's I one like, of the, he's, that's all right. No, he's, no, no, no. You're good. I was doing some research. I'm doing some research. Okay. Yeah. Caught me mid research. Okay. Are you done researching? <laughs> Not yet. Um, okay, we'll keep reading. <laughs> but that's that's what we're going to do on February twenty fifth. Do you think we'll get somebody to come in? Yeah, I think so. I do too. I have a good feeling about it. Good feeling. I think my son will come through. I this is Mike now refers to Brett Davis <laughs> as his son, which sounds like a little bit of a psychic break is happening he's, here. Honestly, he's a, he's a good lad. It sounds like a. It really does sound like there's some <laughs> sort of detachment from reality now like you're heading into um this is like uh we're going into baby jane territory now <laughs> he came through <laughs> you, with that last guest you, right yeah oh no he really did <laughs> he ended the year on a bang um um yes i'm currently uh in hiding from no that's fine no it was amazing that was an amazing display look maybe brett will Pull some guests and he'll go to the prize shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Could be. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. And also, if you bring somebody from Stranger Things, that's celebrities. If you bring Eleven by, for example, from Stranger Things. Or um, Galen Matarazzo. Is that the kid's name? Like, I was watching this, like, prank show that he hosted. And... There was a moment where, like, anybody meets him, they're like, oh, my God, it's Gaden Matarazzo. What? The kid from Stranger Things. Everybody knows his name? That sounds a little fishy. Everybody knew his name. 
Ah, uh, Peyton Reed on the way. Mark Marin on the way. Good show tonight, but let's see what is going on. We got busy phones, busy phones, busy show tonight. Hot show on Best Show. Let's take a call here. Hello, Best Show. Hold for the congressman. Hold for the, okay, congressman. Hello, Tom. Yes. Tom, this is New Jersey Congressman Sean Y. Congressman. <sighs> Sean, so this is the actual Sean Y. Congressman? That's right, yes. Okay. Okay. Well, welcome to the best show, Congressman Sean Y. Congressman. Thank you. It's exciting having you here. Well, um, obviously, I've, I've, I've been in the news today. and um, You sure have. Yeah. Um, probably, probably every news outlet in the, in the area. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I just, um, that, that's why I'm calling, Stun. That's why you're calling. Because, you, look, you, you have been all over the Quint City news outlets. It's crazy the explosion of it sounds like because there's so many politicians, so many news stories going on. It just feels like it's your your turn in the hot seat and talk about uh that is a hot hot seat. Yeah, yeah. Um so if if I could just um uh uh Obviously, this um, flagrantly unlawfully recorded hot mic conversation between myself and Hunk Dawson of the Shout Sports Network. Um, mm -hmm. It it sounds very bad, and uh, but I I'm calling because I want to set the record straight to as many of my constituents uh, who who could possibly listen and. Uh, I, I made a similar call just a few minutes ago to WNJL, the number one liberal-leaning station in the Quint Cities, and um, all of our research reveals that your program is by far the most listened-to source for far-right viewpoints, commentary, and conspiracy discourse. So I, I appreciate you taking the call. Well, that's that. I that's a news to me. I didn't. That's not what we're about here. Um... It's not far right talk or conspiracy theory talk, but well, it says right here in the research book you have uh, uh, five red baseball caps, and the the most the the next closest one has is only uh, two and a half. Well, Congressman, I don't know what to say about whatever chart you're looking at. Um, I can only tell you, it's not. This is not a far right program, but. I do feel like it's important for you to um, just straight up explain yourself. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Because um, this is uh, bad. This is bad. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, in a nutshell, the conversation took place after a triple overtime Newbridge Ice Maniacs hockey game against the Northridge Puckmen. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Yes, I washed down my Wharf Monster fish burger with several 
tasty beverages from the fine folks at, at Skank Dog Brewery. And uh, mm-hmm. you know who I'm doing, right? Do I know who you're doing? Yeah, yeah. Just then. I'm, I wasn't clear on that, no. I, I said uh, so, some tasty beverages. Who is that again? Oh. Oh. Samuel Owl Jackson in, in Pulp Fiction. He says the he says the second best line in the history of of film after Brian Doyle Murray's "We like to send out a mailer." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tasty, but so who wait, who said the line? Samuel Owl Jackson. You've never heard of him? Well, I've actually no, I have never heard of um, <laughs> I've 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 never heard of Samuel Owl Jackson. Um, I've heard. Of- have you been to any? Have you been to any movies? Oh, I see plenty of movies. Um, I have heard of Samuel L. Jackson. That's what I said. Wait, what is it? L. Like the letter L? Yeah, like the letter L. Oh, I thought it was Samuel Owl Jackson, like the 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 bird. Like the well, I understand. I knew that. Uh, I knew when you said owl, you thought it was the bird. But it's I'm really a, stepping in it, Tom. You, you, Congressman, it's like your name. You have a Y in your name. Well, I have one of those names that unfortunately sounds like a question. Mm-hmm. Which, congressman. which I think is a pretty valid, uh, I think a lot of people are saying that today. Uh, oh, my God. Sean, comma, the, why congressman, question mark. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll bet George Santos is, is thanking his lucky stars that I made the front page news today. She taken. Yeah, people are focusing. On your, it's your turn. Your turn in the in the in the crosshairs. Yeah. Well, anyways, you, you didn't get the. The line, the line is, you, block of seagulls, know why I'm here? It's a good line. It's a pretty good line, yeah. You know, isn't, isn't it interesting that when when all said and done, Mike Score will be more known for that movie line than the incredible music that he and his brother Ali, uh, Paul Reynolds, and Frank Maldley mm-hmm. brought to humanity? Um. It feels like you're dodging the well, matter no. at hand. Okay, well, that's why I'm calling. And I'm, I am impressed that you knew Frank Maudsley. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, everybody knows the Score Brothers generally. Anybody, if you know anything about music, you know, you know, John, Paul, George, Ringo, Mike, right. Allie, yeah. Mick and Keith, Mike and Allie. But, and some people know Frank Reynolds, but, but uh, Maudsley is the Paul Reynolds. Frank Maudsley's the one that people uh, come up short on. Oh well, he really he really laid it down. He was like uh, he was like a less showy Mark King from Level Forty Two. Because Mark King would he went off he on that slap yeah. bass. Yeah. When, when kids today when kids today hear him play, they say that slap slaps. That slap slaps. That is what that doesn't surprise me because he played that bass. That was like that era of kind of like 80s new wave alternative music where these things were a little funky coming out of England. Oh, yeah. But then there was this one guy. He might as well have been in Weather Report the way he was playing. Oh, yeah. He was laying it down like like Jocko. 
he was like Jocko. Yeah. But with a cooler haircut. Yes. An even yeah. cooler haircut than Jocko had. Yeah. Well, listen, Tim, that's why I'm calling. You know, I, Tom. I, I feel like I'm sorry, Tom. Tom, I have so much to offer the people of Newbridge, and I, I don't want to be remembered for this one very explainable incident. Okay. But so just then set the record straight. Well, first, let me say, speaking of things I want to get done, I'm immediately going to issue, initiate an investigation into this flagrant Hollywood conspiracy to keep you from appearing on the silver screen. That's very flattering that you would focus on that, that I got cut out of uh, movies and Ant-Man movies. Um, but and I heard you had I heard you had hooping hooping belts for the last one. And you couldn't you couldn't make make it to the set. Is that correct? I had uh, covid co- coronavirus. Oh, OK, um, oh, that's but then was worse. then missed another opportunity to be because an entire sequence was cut from production um oh crud oh my god well i just want to say it's the most shameful thing to happen in that town since the academy passed over kevin costner for his portrayal of the titular character in the 2007 thriller mr brooks that was one of those oscar snubs that people still talk about they still talk about it out there yeah it's very shameful but down to the topic at hand mm-hmm. yes i i said a plethora of very unacceptable things in that private conversation with unk none of which i actually meant and and in fact i meant the exact opposite of what i said well more details would be appreciated well, I, I'm actually going to b- bring suit against Skank Dog Brewery for adding, I don't know, some sort of truth-reversing secret ingredient to their beer that causes consumers to, to do just that. So you're saying that they put some sort of lying serum in, exactly. their, in, their, in their beer? Yes, yes. Um, basically, as uh-huh. an example... When I said, um, I think the, the quote is something like, those gomers back in Newbridge barely know how to hold a fork. There's no way they can grasp how important fracking is to the survival of our society. I meant just the opposite. No, of course you meant the opposite. I, 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 you... I don't even know what fracking is. And and I can't tell you, Tom, how many times I've, I've seen diners at Grey Pizza hold their cutlery correctly and i I have to say it's very impressive and and it definitely shows you that there's a reason they call newbridge the paris of the jersey swampland you're is is, congressman this is messy well another example um when i said governor murphy's idea of a good time is seeing how many saltwater taffies he can stuff in that dumb face of his yeah I meant the exact opposite. I I heard he doesn't think stuffing his dumb face full of taffy is fun at all. You're sensing a pattern here, right? It's like everything I said is the opposite. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know why you would expect anybody to believe that, though. Oh, but 
there's another one I think that will totally prove my point. When I said that that Officer Harrops couldn't apprehend Jesus as he made his way through the streets of Galilee, I meant the exact opposite because that cross was ex- was said to be extremely heavy and and, and quite un- un- unwieldy. So, so, but you're still attributing this to the somebody slipping something into the beer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there were less than 35 more things that people, people took issue with, but um, right, like, those were the, ma- the main ones. Sure. Well, what are, okay. Well, well, there were 34 of them. Not sure. Them, so that's less than 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah 30. Kind of like having, it's kind of like having a record in the top 11 uh, in Delaware. Like if somebody says, if somebody says, Hey, uh, how'd your, how'd your record do? It's like really good. We went top 11. That means yeah. their record got, they said, like, yeah, we got into the top 11. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's believable. It's right? believable, but you know, where, you know how far they went in the top. Nobody's like, oh, we got into the top 11. Where, where, how far did you go? Number four. You would. You, know. don't, you don't think I was telling the truth. It's fine. I don't. I don't. Uh, why? It's because the you're so on the nose with these. These things are so elaborate. Uh, Tom, you're being very unfair to me. And I have to ask the question in, in the room. Is this because you read that BS in the Quint City's Gabber about me wearing extensions? Look, people talk. People read things. I'm just judging you based on the merits of the this this thing and the the things you said. Whatever the deal with you and your extensions is, well, well, well why don't you tell us about that then? It's no, but but I no, I I I, I if it's not that, is it because of that utter nonsense and metal mayhem about me supposedly doing fat rails with Eddie Trunk, Don Jameson, and Jim Florentine at Rachel Boland's birthday party last week? So you were at the birthday party for the Skid Row um, bassist, bassist from Skid Row. Oh yeah, everybody was there. Yeah. So, so it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Um, is it regarding those totally erroneous charges that JerseyJuice.net made about me bullying my staffers so unmerciful that they call me Congressman Brooks, which is of course a harmful reference to the aforementioned Kevin Costner thriller, Mister Brooks. Yes. Frozen out at those Oscars also. Yeah. Zero. Zero nominations, zero wins. Nothing. Nothing. Well, it seems like I'm not making any any headway with you. No, you it's this stuff is so extreme and there's just it's problem upon problem upon problem. All right. Well, that's I've, I've said my piece. I do have one one question for you, though. What's that? Did I read in Viority that the director of the computer or tennis shoes is going to be on your show tonight? That's correct. Oh, my God. The remake. What has he done since? What has he done since? He's done a few things since. Uh, like what? Like what? Uh, Bring It On, the cheerleading movie, Bring It On. Oh, I, I like that film. I like that. Oh, you like it? Okay. Um, I did like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Down with love. Oh, that was fun. Yes, man. Didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the breakup. 
was another one of those movies. Did, didn't see it. Ant Man. Amped man. What's that about? A guy who who's an amplifier? No, where he gets that actually is a pretty good character, Congressman. I would pay to see that. I'd if, pay to see that. If somebody was playing guitar and then like a lightning bolt hit the amplifier and they became amped man. You, you forgot where he's standing on a on a Viking burial ground. Yeah, oh that's true. So he also has the power of his Viking power coursing through his blood as well. And has he done anything super recently? He has. He's done these Ant-Man movies, and he just did a third one. Oh, oh okay. Oh, that's great. Well, you know, if you have a moment, I, I, I'd love you to ask a question for me. What's that? I'd ask him the, the, the question every person who goes to movies would like answered now. What's that? Why can't today's movies be longer? I'll ask him that. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, well... I appreciate you lending your uh, your station to me to to plead my case and and mm-hmm. whether or not I I'm uh, allowed to continue serving the people uh, that that's up to the people. The people will decide. Um, I do really think you've made a real mess of it, Congressman, and it's it's unfortunate. Well, it's going to be a shame when your garbage collection stops. Oh, okay. So that's how you handle business. You. You just pull, sir. Your your ret your like retribution is your. Is that what you're all about? Hello. Well, we lost them. Well, that's it. Well, we had right off the bat, political congressman uh, Sean White congressman's on. Um, very excited. Um, let's uh. Let's take a moment. I'm going to play a little music. And then we will be back. Uh, maybe with our first guest, uh, Peyton Reeve. Let's see what's going on. What do we want to hear? What do we want to hear? Let's listen to something by Tall Dwarfs. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Oh, yeah. Hello. Back on the best show. That's right. Toll dwarfs. Nothing's going to happen. Play that. The best of New Zealand here on the best show. We get the best of everything here on the best show. Here, uh, the phone number 201-989-0012. If you want to call, you might sit on hold for a little bit. We're not exactly going to be a phone call-centric episode tonight. Why? Because we got, uh, it's Guestapalooza tonight on the best show. That's right. It's Guestapalooza. Um, And... We have some guests, and our first guest is a director. Uh, he directed 
bring it on, Ant-Man, break up, yes man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, down with love, um, back to the future, and, and back to the future too, right? Well, the making of Back to the, the Future make, too. Oh, the making You should of. make that distinction. Wait, you didn't make... Did oh, you, I watched those and I was just like, Peyton did it again. Had I led you to believe that I was responsible for the movie itself, Back to the Future mm. 2? You were a little blurry with your explanation. Yeah, um, now, welcome to the studio. Peyton Reed is back. Everybody, remember? Well, look, well, let's just get, let's just get to it here. Yeah. It's been a journey here. When did the first Ant-Man movie, um, was that 2015? It came out in 2015. We uh, we started shooting it in 2014. Okay. Yeah. So you started in 2014. And summer, it was the summer of 2014. Um, the midterm elections were around the corner yeah please let's put this in historical context people were excited about things i think oh yeah i go to the set in atlanta georgia the pride of the south atlanta georgia the the peach tree state sure um and i do a i get asked invited invited yeah, to do uh, a, uh, to act in the movie to sell Paul Rudd, who plays Ant Man, not in his Ant Man costume. He wasn't Ant Man yet. Well, he was Ant Man, yeah, right. Yeah, a lottery ticket. Yeah, and again, I I, I should reiterate, uh, it, it was an invitation uh, yes. extended by uh, myself as director yes. of the movie by Paul Rudd, the star of the movie. Yes, and already with um. Mm. You you had a sort of built-in fandom at Marvel Studios, uh, Kevin Feige. Sure, yes. So that sequence, by all reports, was uh, terrific. Ter- terrific. Thank you. I didn't want to say. Snip, snip, snip. Hits the cutting room floor. Movie's too long. You gotta because this is the one thing I'll say as a sidebar. Yeah, this is one of the things I like about your movies. You keep these things lean and mean. Yeah, lean and mean. Yeah. It's, you're not going to get no... Look, if this guy directed Infinity War, it would have been 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Hey, what, what an endorsement. But I, I should say that your se- the scene was not cut for time. It was a yeah. whole... It was part of a whole montage that then yeah. that whole concept fell out of sure, the movie. Sure, a whole sequence fell out of the movie. Right, because when you say cut for time, that's like, oh, Tom's performance was great, but there wasn't time to stick around and and mm-hmm. wallow in that. It, it, sure, it's a sure. different impression. Of course. Now it happens. Now we jump forward. Forward. Two thousand eighteen is the year. Yeah. Donald J. Trump is president. Of course. The LeBron James is going to the Lakers. All the thrilling things that were in the air at that point. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Shoots in 2017. That's right. Yep. Shoots in 2017. Back to Georgia. Peachtree State. Pride of the South. Mm. I'm back again. I am told. 
There's a character named Sonny Birch, played by the great Walton Goggins, one of my favorite actors, by a- the way. Absolutely. One of the funniest actors. And as a sidebar. Yeah. Good guy. He's a good guy. Great guy. Great guy. I love Walton. So funny. Um, I, along with John Worcester, I'm told we will be goons. Sonny Birch's goons for the for the big chase scene, which yeah. was quite a chase scene. One of the best this is my list here. Yeah. Bullet. Okay. French Connection. Yeah. Ant Man and Wasp. Oh wow. Then then hey. Smoking the Bandit. Uh-huh. That's your third on that list. Ant Man and the Wasp is ahead of Ronan. 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 Ahead yeah. of uh, yeah. ahead of uh John Frankenheimer's Ronan. Yeah. Uh, ahead of uh, uh, Bogdanovich's uh, What's Up Doc? Ahead of What's Up Doc, yes. <laughs> Renowned for its extreme car chases. Yeah. Um, ahead of Smoking the Bandit, ahead of Megaforce, ahead of uh, any of the Hal Needham, the Hooper, wow. Stroker Race. <laughs> Classic car chases. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we shoot it. We're driving around. Yeah. I was told... The operative word on that one. What was the operative word? The operative word that I have uh, have lived to regret ever uttering was uncuttable. 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 Until I cut it. And much like, much like the realities in these Marvel movies, clearly time was altered to where the uncuttable became cuttable. Suddenly... Some sort of magic happened. Perhaps Scarlet Witch intervened and Ugh. made, a, and we went back into time and snip cut. Well, Finally, re- listen. The reality is, you, you get in the editing room. You're finishing the movie. You're of tightening the movie. Of course, it's got to sing, and then exactly. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I was yeah. on the wrong end of of quality filmmaking. <laughs> so. Looky Lou, what comes around now? Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantum Mania. And this one, don't blame part one on Peyton. Blame it on COVID-19, because I was getting ready for a costume fitting. I'm like, oh, well, there's a protocol before you go for costume fitting. Just do a COVID test. It and was then... set. You were on the call sheet. I was ready. Yes. We were ready for you. We we had a mark on the set uh, in place for you. And we're not going to say what scene it is because it wouldn't be fair to an actor, but I mean, look, Jonathan Majors is a great actor and he did great with the part that I was going to do. Oh, uh, no. That's... Um, you weren't there for Kang. It was a different okay. thing. Yeah. Hmm, well, that's a, it's an interesting sure. take on the character we okay. guess says. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, yeah. right, man. That's Kang. Yeah. He growls. I'll like do that. whatever I want. I'm Kang. He's from the Bronx, Kong? I win. Kang? Kang. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> um, what are you doing? <laughs> so the fates intervene. You're exempt on that one. You were in the clear. You were as hurt as anybody by that. No, and I appreciate. I, I wanted to sit in that for a moment because I, yeah. it's, it's. I, I do mm-hmm. want to. I really appreciate you yes. saying that now yes. to your listeners uh, yes. and viewers and anyone else. This mm-hmm. could appear in print at some point. Anyone mm-hmm. getting this information, it's important. It's. I, I 
I thank you for acknowledging that. We we really made every effort to, to get you yes. this movie. I, I can't imagine having done an Ant-Man trilogy uh, without yes, you in it somehow. The but then you said, don't worry. Yes. We're shooting a whole other thing in September. You, you said, get ready. You said, go get your, I hope you like bread bowl clam chowder and because and i hope you like sea lions and i hope you like prisons on islands because we're going to san francisco yep yeah shoot a scene where i was to be a part of the ant-man world at that point and then you came into the studio yes and told me on air yeah. Now, then, this is the thing. I've heard nothing for the last six, four, five, six months. Was that real? Was that real? Were you putting on a th- Look, if I was putting on an act for that, I would be starring in these Ant-Man movies. I'd be the greatest <laughs> actor you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that was real. And, you know, we can talk about it now. I, I uh-huh. can tell you what that... We, you knew what that yeah, scene yeah. was. There was a yeah. scene. Can I talk yeah, about the course, scene? That was of so course, of yeah. <clears throat> There was going to be a scene, which is not in... The final movie of Quantum Mania, as we revealed on air, unfortunately on air. Mm-hmm. That was probably a bad call on my part, Tom. But anyway. Optics. Uh, yeah. Not great optics. Not great. Um, so there was a scene that we were going to shoot in San Francisco uh, at a Giants baseball game. Mm-hmm. It was a quick part of this, an opening montage that is in Quantum Mania. But it was mm-hmm. a beat where uh, Scott Lang was going to be doing a public appearance. He was going to grow big and knock mm. one out of the park. And it was a cool visual thing. Sure. And again, as we, um, this time we didn't shoot it and cut it. We realized in the, in the cutting room, like, eh, no, this is, this is uh, one beat too many here. We, we, we cut it before we shot it. So, um, I, I came on the show mm-hmm. and, and I, I figured I needed to tell you, and I made a, uh, what I would call a, a, a misjudgment. Mm-hmm. To, to have told you on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, look, you didn't expect to see my little heartbreak. Yeah, the word uh, stricken comes to mind. <laughs> y- you were stricken. I, I yes. could see that. And and as you've yes. as you've uh, produced a, a sort of a, a piece recently mm-hmm. that you know what? Yeah. Um, that was not meant. Can to be we a play segment. the piece? Well, that wasn't meant to be a segment. Can we play it? Can we bring it up on the screen in studio? I would like. Oh, great! <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> oh, I like that. It sure is, Tom. See, that's what. Mine yeah, can we doing. humiliate uh, Peyton Reed further? Thank you. Let's get that on the screen as soon as possible. And this is made by uh, the team, the Best Show team. I'm not sure who wants to be credited on it. It is something else. Oh, yeah. On there. Um, and I can give some insight into the production on this if anybody wants a. Uh, look, nobody got cut out of this production, too. I just want to say when we hire people, they're in the finished product. <laughs> That's how we do it here. Yeah. They, they, we, yeah. Nobody, nobody's getting cut. Um, yes, this and this went online last um last over the over the last few days. And also, I want to just say as a sidebar, I realized in that episode of the best show that I was cut from two projects. That did you hear about the second one? Ronnie Bronstein, who 
co-writer of Uncut Gems and co-writer of, of Good Time, all the Safdies things. Um, he revealed that I did a, a voice for an animated thing he was working on and that I had just been cut from that also. For time or? Uh, I believe so. But then look, the whole thing went down in flames. Not saying anything about smoting, righteous sinners in the hand of an angry God, Cotton Mather. Not talking about Cotton Mather, Old Testament. <laughs> but let's just say the scores get like there's something operating that levels the playing field. When I get wronged, the fates intervene sometimes. And Sometimes it's a hundredfold what you receive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's this video that was put online do telling the story. Have you seen Best this? show, you're on the air. Peyton Reed calling in. Director of the number one movie of the, the world, basically, right now. The director of Ant-Man. Tom actually uh, shot a scene in downtown uh, Atlanta. It was actually a montage sequence that ended up not making it into the movie. So then here comes Ant-Man and the Wasp. Film a thing for it. Uncuttable. Yeah, uncuttable. Until I cut it. Yesterday there was a press conference. Uh, have there been any talks about you returning for a third film in the series? And if you do, will you be cutting Tom Sharpling from that movie too? <laughs> so Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania comes rolling around and we have had to cut. I probably should not have done this on the air. I'm looking at your face right now. That's right. That tells the story. That is, that's our version of cinema, Peyton. That's us telling. It's kind of like Dunkirk. That was my version of Dunkirk. Three, oh. three separate stories in uh -huh. one thing. 70 seconds. I don't remember in Dunkirk um, someone's uh, a laughter at a joke being recontextualized as the mad cackle of the heel mm -hmm. in the story now. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, doubling back and doing the uh, quick cut to blacks and the closer and closer. Yeah. <laughs> it, look, yeah. were um, techniques from, that was kind of like a little bit of the Willie Horton campaign like that he was used to. to like it, was it is a great Lee political Atwater. ad. There's no, a little bit of Lee Atwater. It's a great there. political ad. And and by the way, hats off to, to uh, everybody here who put that together. That yes. it, It's brilliant. And it really, uh, it really uh, paints me as a first class. Uh, Just Kang. Yeah. You're like Kang. I'm like Kang in this universe. Yeah. You're I love it. Kang the Conqueror. Hey, Tom, you're not going to be in this trilogy. <laughs> that kind of a Kang, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But much like these Marvel movies, you sit in your seat, show the credits. Yeah. And sometimes there's more. You mean like a tag scene? A tag, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Look, and sometimes you sit with these Marvel things, you sit all through the creds, you see 8,000 names roll by, and then they throw a thing at you just like, oh, my God, that is going to be the most amazing thing. Other times you do it and it's it's uh, you, you see, uh, you know, uh, you watch a thing and, and uh, you know, like uh, 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 it's a uh, it's like a like visions eating a hamburger mm. and you just waited 11 minutes. Meanwhile, now I got to pay an hour at the parking garage now. I think it, that yeah. there might be a whole. uh there might be a whole Marvel uh, parking garage thing that we're going to get to the bottom. See if they like to run those movies a little bit past when your ticket expires. You got to pay that one hour. <laughs> I'm, still st- I'm, I'm still stuck on Vision eating the hamburger. Sure, the, sure. Yeah. Well, it's a space hamburger. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was that, that day. But the next day, I wake up to a text. From you saying, what are you doing today? Yeah. And this is also, that thing was 100% real. And this is 100% real. And we have not been able to, we can't, we have not been able to talk about any of this. Because it's it's an in-production thing. Just, you're not supposed to talk about these things while the, while the thing is still in production. But now that it's done. So you say to me. What are you doing today? I say, yeah. just kind of crying, <laughs> licking my wounds, thinking about giving up. And you said, don't give up yet. We're shooting today. And I got something for you. Yeah. So I go, drive over to the lot, yeah. as they say. Um, get on the lot. Pretty sweet parking spot. Fourth mm-hmm. floor. Fourth floor. <laughs> fourth floor. Fourth floor. In the deck, yeah. Fourth floor in the deck. Yeah. Not on the ground. Fourth floor. It's better. You can see the whole lot from up there. This is over at the Radford lot in the valley, yeah? I believe so, yeah. yeah. So I get there, and I'm told that I'm going to, you're shooting. You say, get in the chair. You're going through the works. The works. Put Tom Sharpling into the works. Yes. And I am turned into. You were turned into a character who uh, appears in the new motion picture, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Because let me say this to the listeners. I shot a thing. Look, am I in it as much as Paul Rudd? No. Yeah. Am I in it as much as Evangelina Lilly? No. You're going to go a long way. What is my running time in the movie? Three seconds? I, I will say it's probably between three and four seconds, but it is. it's a close-up. Look, I saw the movie. I'll say it. I saw the movie last night. Yes, I you did. I went to the premiere, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. First class production. They got, I'm telling you, they got hamburgers. They got sodas. They got hot dogs. Anything you wanted. They're like macaroni and cheese. This, ball. this sounds like them. my kid's birthday party. Well, it, it, it was, was like a birthday party for people who like movies. 
So I go to this premiere and I get swept through first class treatment. So I want to thank you for that. First, they swept me right past all these losers, yeah. and this, these bums. I'm just breezing past them as they're just like, oh, well, I'm trying to get it in there. You had it's clearance. Like, sit down, watch the movie. And I'm in the movie for like three or four seconds. Solo shot. When would you say that people like about when, like what, what would be, the, I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. When should people like start to get ready to look for it? So, oh, so you're asking as they're in the movie, watching it, man, yes. in the watch. Not that you want to say when, not that you want to say exactly <laughs> mm -hmm. the scene, but like, what should they start to, how would you say that, that they should start, like, that's when they should start looking they should perk up suddenly yeah. and they start looking i would say i don't know this is you're roughly around the maybe 35 40 minute mark somewhere okay. in there yeah um and uh you do get a a considered close-up mm -hmm. you were shot uh by noted cinematographer uh, uh was it bill pope who shot it yeah it was bill pope i think it was bill pope yeah and and uh mm -hmm. You went through the works. Yeah. Sh should we talk about? I don't want to. I don't want to create any spoilers full, here. Full <clears throat> crazy makeup. Full crazy makeup. Um, and the other thing I, I would like to add is, yes, uh, this character that you play is a character that was created entirely for you. Mm -hmm. You you are a new character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this character was literally created for you, Tom Sharpling, because yes. uh, I felt. And I, th I think you'll feel the same way. It was the absolute least I could do because we, you know, mm -hmm. you earned this. If anyone's yes. ever earned a part in Hollywood, mm -hmm. yeah, you earned this part. Yes. And uh, so my, and this is this is the thing. And I want to say this to everybody who listens. Look, for eight years you've given this guy a hard time. Not unlike Darth Vader himself when he. Picks up the emperor. He's like and throws him. Sometimes the villain can turn into the hero. Tom, are you are you giving me a redemption arc? This is the. Re I'm not giving it to you. You gave yourself the redemption arc. First of all, there's a message. Everybody, you leave him alone. Now, you be nice to him on Twitter. Any comment you say, like, how are you gonna? hurt tom again he's done he's off the hook forever he's on our side he always was but the the arc is over redemptive moment three seconds of glory and look did i feel a surge in the crowd it felt like because it felt like look the movie is amazing i love the movie Thank you, Tom. Uh, you know Thank I love you. the Marvel movies. I know what you do with them. You make the funniest ones. And I'm just going to say this. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania, has literally two of, two moments that are the funniest moments by a mile that are in any of these movies. Oh. So funny. Like, extended Extended funny, funny for capital F funny. Um, so yes, 
I did feel, but like you feel a thing where people are like, what's this movie going to be? How is it going? Then suddenly that happens. And then they're like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just like, oh, now and uh-huh. now we're cooking. Yeah. And now. then from that point on, the movie's just rolling. Yeah. 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 It's uh, like when you're watching Smoking the Bandit, the fourth greatest car chase movie after Ant-Man the Wasp. Um, and you... They're trying to break into get steal beer, and you're like, "What am I?" They're like, "I got the key. I'll write a note." And you're just like, "What are they? What are this? you guys doing to us here?" <laughs> like you're watching that part, but then from that point on, you got the snowman. Yeah, you got the bandit. Yeah, you got frog. It starts right? cooking at that point. You got turn left, daddy. turn left daddy there it is turn right daddy we'll be in the clear Uh uh-huh oh i i have to say as a side note nothing pleases me more than your southern accent uh and it's a catch-all it's jackie gleason's (laughs) faulty southern accent that i'm just bringing to life yeah he was actually researching the part like he didn't didn't go live in alabama for six months before smoking the bandit he essayed a role of a uh a a southern uh law enforcement officer Mm -hmm. in a way that few other actors have sure and And it's the the reason you're talking about it today all these years later Mm -hmm. um but your Jackie Gleason in uh, Smoking the Bandit impression is very close to your Foghorn Leghorn impression sure. or your uh, mm-hmm. old white frat guy eating at Mama Dip's Country Kitchen in <laughs> Chapel Hill impression. Yes. Uh, they're mm-hmm. all really kind of the same voice, and no, I, I we, love it every time I hear look, it. We get it done. Yeah. Um, it's not where you start. It's where you begin. Mm. <laughs> just remember that. I just mm. want to play a little thing here if this gives you a little context this is the inspiration for so much of what i do let me have a diablo sandwich of dr pepper make it fast i'm in a goddamn hurry yeah for my whole life i've been fascinated with diablo sandwiches too (laughs) have you you grew up in north carolina (laughs) i did have you ever had a diablo sandwich never heard of it except (laughs) Uh-huh. Out of Jackie Gleason's mouth and smoking. What is it? What is it? I think it's a meat sandwich with hot sauce. Yeah, it's got to be some kind of hot sauce, some kind of, you know, what was it? Yeah. Texas Pete? I don't know what it would have been. Yeah. Um, that was before the big hot sauce craze where you could go sure. to, a, to a hot sauce mm-hmm. kiosk at the farmer's market and, exactly. you know, and, and then collect you, them all. So where you watch an episode of the Hot Ones, for example, and you watch. Yeah. And I will say this. If you watch the Hot Ones, Ant-Man's Paul Rudd. Yeah is maybe the all-time champion of that show where he... It's impressive. He did not drink water. Is yeah, that correct? That's correct. He just rode the ride the whole time. I don't know how he did that. Well, he knows also if you drink water when you have hot sauce, mm-hmm. it, it opens up the uh, taste buds and sure. it makes it worse. Okay. It exacerbates the problem. Sure. You're supposed to drink milk. C- can I? That's right. Or like suck on a cucumber. Um, okay, did I... Can we talk about the character? Uh, in in Ant Man and the Wasp, Ant Man Wasp Quantum Mania, yes. and and uh, this character has a name. Yes, and I this is the thing. We're on set. I'm in this makeup. And Peyton says, "What should we name the character?" And I say, "I don't know." Does my name look like Jeff Loveness? 
I didn't write this thing. Jeff Loveness is the screenwriter of Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. Very yeah. funny gentleman. No, he's very funny. He did an amazing job with this movie, too. I tip my hat to him. So, yeah, I, seriously, I, the amazing job. Um, then you say to your, you say to me, what about this name for the character? What is the name? And if anything, it's going to prove to you that Peyton gets it. What is the name of the character you came up with that my character well, y- you had to coexist in, in the quantum realm with characters like Quaz and Veb and Zalem. You know, it had to be kind of like a, yeah. a space name. So mm-hmm. uh, I landed on Nabridge, and that's capital N apostrophe, capital B-R-I-J, Nabridge. Nabridge. Now, has there ever been a more inside track, best show, Sharpling and Worcester reference than the character's name is Nabridge, everybody? And Nabridge is now officially... Marvel Cinematic Universe canon. Yes. I had to go, after I filmed this scene, I had to go into a thing and got... They filmed... They took every picture Matrix style of They scanned you. Yeah. They did the scan. So, keep your eyes out. This Halloween for the the bridge costumes. (laughs) Yeah. The action figures. The action figures. On the shelves. It's Christmas. Start looking for the... Yeah. Um, so I would say this also. So look, the saga has concluded. I'm in the movie. Four seconds of glory. It's I'm in it. Thank you. It's over. Thank you, Tom. It's been it's been quite a journey. And listen, as you're watching the movie. Yeah, I made sure. The fine people who make our end credit roll, which goes yeah. on for yeah, yeah. how long? Seven minutes, whatever. Sure. As it's listing the cast, mm-hmm. I made sure that in the bridge, mm-hmm. Tom Sharpling, yeah. is the last credit sure. in the actor credit. So yeah. it stands out. Amazing. So people are enjoying it. Who's in the movie? Whatever. Who, yeah. what, it ends. People, you always go to that last Final name. One. Tom Sharpling. Because you watch it and you're just kind of like, like, well, this guy must be more important than Michael Douglas. And Michael Douglas is actually in the the main on end credits. Yeah, no, he's I in understand the main that. You're in the credit role. Yeah, but he's a one of. It's like, is he more a important few. than Paul Rudd? Is he? In the, I don't know. He's in the middle there somewhere, upper tier. It's Rudd. Yeah, yeah. Sharpling. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Everybody else in the middle is just kind of negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you and Rudd first and last. You you book in the thing. You got a bookshelf. Those books are going to fall this way, or they're going to fall that way. <laughs> yeah. You got Rudd holds the thing in there. Sharpling there. Those yep. books stay put. That is one way to look at it. Yeah. Now, a couple questions for you. Yeah. Um, Brett. Uh, Brett. Brett. Uh, Davis. Do you have that clip? Um, couple couple Marvel related questions. Sure. First of all, this movie, right? Oh, no, let's do this first. I just want you to focus on the the <laughs> pronunciation of a certain word that our own Brett Davis cannot unhear this. Okay. Can you play the scene, please? Please, don't let your past determine the future. As long as I am alive, nobody 
will ever get that formula. Okay. Formula. He's formula? No. Play it again. Formula. Play it again. This is from Ant Man One. Yes. Please. Don't audience. let your past determine the future. As long as I am alive, nobody will ever get that formula. Formula. It's an open A. Formula. As long as I'm alive, nobody will ever get that formula. Formula. There's no way. Let's hear it again. Michael Douglas. Let's hear it again. Hollywood royalty says formula. Let's hear it again. Okay. Please, don't let your past determine the future. As long as I am alive, nobody will ever get that formula. There's formula. a little. No, there's a little. No, no, no. You know, er. someone put this in your head, and now formula. you think you're hearing. No, he goes. He doesn't go as formula. Long as as goes, long as I'm alive, nobody will ever get that formula. Now, uh, now you're going so big throat. with the uh. He goes. As long as I'm alive, mm-hmm. nobody will ever get that formula. He mm-hmm. hits an R at the very end of it. No, 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 no. Okay. He, Look. We are going to have to uh, agree to disagree. disagree. You can do a poll. Okay. Is that the kind of thing you guys do? Do you do online polls? We do. We okay, do. Okay. Yes. So, so okay. if you you people put it saying, to your people listeners. are saying I yeah. should shut my mouth or I'm going to get cut again. I'm going to go around to every theater. Open. Going around to every theater. Yeah. Across the globe. Now, just another thing. This movie. Do you know this movie here? Can you Spider-Man, help me out? No Way Home. Yes. Yeah. I bought this. Oh. The Blu-ray has a skip on it. The Blu-ray has a skip on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it froze. Oh. Right when Ned was on the screen, too. Ned's so, trying to explain something. Yeah. This thing freezes. Like, who can I talk to about this? I could get that to, to some people who might be able to uh, uh, disregard it um, immediately. <laughs> can we work this up the chain? I, first of all, I'd like to say I, I'm pleased that you're a physical media mm-hmm. guy. You, yes. you've, that you still buy the Blu-rays. Yes, I do. Um, and I'm going to pledge to you right now. Mm-hmm. On the show, yeah. in front of everybody, okay. uh, at such time that Ant Man and the Lost Quantumania mm-hmm. comes out on physical Blu-ray, yeah, four. You tell me, Blu-ray, four K, Blu-ray, yeah. whatever your preference uh-huh. okay. is. Okay, yeah, uh, that's on me. Compliments of the house. Mm, I like it. I like a freebie. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But seriously, I mean, is this like a Feige thing? I would. That's probably the fastest way to do it. Okay. Yeah. Can we call him? Let me see. I don't know if he's uh, if he's home yet from the chunk. Oh my phone! I had to turn my phone off. They wouldn't yeah. allow me in the studio. They wouldn't let the phone. Yeah, on, yeah, no. yeah. Sorry, but I can I can call him on. Uh, sure. You know, Please on, bring on the it drive up. Home. Just say yeah. Just say it doesn't work. It, it had two moments where it froze. Is that the standard or the four K? Oh, it's a, uh, that's a Blu-ray. It's a Blu-ray. It's the, the plus combo. the DVD. Yeah, plus the. Yeah, so you, it um, might be you have the digital code there. You could just input the digital code, and you have a you'd have a digital yeah, streaming I would, version. Of it. I mean, I should have every option available to me as a consumer. That's true. Um, that does have, that also comes with the standard DVD version. It does, yes. But I was watching the Blu-ray. You could skip and just watch the Ned speech in DVD, and once mm-hmm. the the um the skip is over, you go back to the Blu-ray. And sure. Then I, the, I could. That's fair. Pick up the um, rest of it. It's a fair amount of work. Um. So you've done this movie. I just want to talk about the movie for a second. Sure. 
first movie is like a heist. It's like a, it's a heist. Yeah. Second movie, like a like actiony car chase. That's why seriously is one of the great. I love the car chase. It's so much oh, fun. Thank you. Because you do work in. You work in your thing, because your thing is you are funny, and you have these inventive elements that you work into the flow of thing. Dare I say it's Spielberg esque? Oh, where you know how to squeeze the most out of an action scene. You, I can tell. I'm gonna project now. Now we go back to 1981. Oh, a young. Peyton Reed sitting in a theater watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Because when I saw it, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark at like the advanced screening the night before. I was just like, I cannot wait to see this thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know two things about it, except that Han Solo had a whip all of a sudden. Right? Yeah, that's part of the story. Han Solo gets No, I'm just saying, for me as a kid. Of course. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, yeah. It's, my, it's Lucas, it's Spielberg, and yep. it's, it's uh, Han Solo. Yeah. They're making I, a movie together. Know. You think I knew Bob Falfa at that point? <laughs> yeah. As a kid, you're a huge Bob <laughs> Like Bob Falfa's here. Yeah. Or the guy who built uh, Elliot Gould's uh, cabinets is here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, you know that woodworker? He built Sergio Mendez's studio out <laughs> that, the, in the valley. That also must have been the most amazing thing when just like people are just like, wait a minute. That guy who built my kitchen cabinets that guy screwed up my storage shelf. <laughs> yeah, he's now in the biggest movie ever. He's like the the best part of the biggest movie ever. Yeah. They must have. That, that's a true Hollywood story. Yeah, of Harrison Ford just with his tool belt, shirtless, probably shirtless. I feel just, like he made that whole cabinet, yeah. studio, kitchen, whatever he was doing, mm. completely shirtless. And he's just like baked. Where do you want it? And he's just like. Can you hand me that hammer and nail? <laughs> I just got to finish hanging this cabinet. Where's my drill? Um, but it, you sit in that theater. I never had my mind blown by a movie ever. Like the the level of the action. It's unbelievable. Because it kept going like this. And it goes up again. That freaking thing when he's got the whip on the trucks moving down the road is one of the most... That made more of an impression on me than just about anything in terms of the idea that there is no limit to like the intensity that you can get out of a scene. And just when you think you've had enough, you can find another gear. It's incredible. I I was I happened to be working at a movie theater in Raleigh, North Carolina that summer of 81 where Raiders was playing. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I saw it on my own, but then I could see it. I saw it dozens and dozens mm-hmm. of times. You know, once people were seated, I would sit in there. I mean... It's seared into my brain, like yeah. shot for shot. And it is such incredible filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And it's also Spielberg coming off 1941, which was yeah. this gigantic bloated thing. So much money was spent. Yeah. Now he's working for producer George Lucas, who's saying like, you're not going to come in a penny over this thing. And yeah. so he's on he's on a budget. Yeah. And he's he's got stuff to prove. Like it just caught everybody at the right time. And it's, it's so it's, great. Yeah, that like... And there's also just the the idea he knew when it was when it was time to be like, oh, there's 50 guys fighting in a thing. Oh, it's all these trucks going. And then he just knows when to strip it down to just two people. Suddenly he's like on the runway with the plane going around and that that strong guy. Suddenly that guy. Like he just knew it's just like 
Sometimes it's just got you got to get back to basics again. Like yeah. make it just him versus somebody else. Yeah. It just like so it was that probably that did that make the big what made the biggest impact on you? Star Wars, that? What were the other ones that like just where they are tattooed on your brain and everything's kind of almost run through the filter of those movies? The very first one for me, I'm a little bit older. The very first sure. one for me was the original Planet of the Apes, 1968. Okay. And when I was mm-hmm. a kid, CBS used to run that on Friday nights. And then mm-hmm. I finally saw it in a theater. And that is a movie that, uh, is probably the movie that made me want to make movies. The Mine makeup, is. the ape makeup mm. is awesome. Charlton Heston is sure. uh, over the top. And that movie grows with you as you get older. Cause mm-hmm. it's, you know, you, it's a dark movie when you look yeah. at it. Yeah. He's this misanthrope. He's turned his back on mankind. He's traveled out to space. Mm-hmm. And then he has to kind of become an apologist for the human race. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't, it's, it's, it has a lot to say about race and religion and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's it's fantastic. So that's one of the ones. Do you feel like yeah. you did you read this Quentin Tarantino book that came out, Cinema Speculation? Yes. It's an amazing book. If you want to read a book that even if you are not somebody who nobody could read this book and say, I agree with 100 percent of the things in this, except yeah. for Quentin Tarantino. But it is a fascinating. He breaks down. You understand what makes him tick. He talks about his movie going experiences when he was seven. When yeah. He was eight. And then you're like. He's been chasing certain moments for his whole life to get to create that moment that he experienced when he was eight. Yeah. And he there's a thing where he was basically his mother was dating a guy who was a person of color, wanted to show like take the kid to the movies. They went downtown in L.A. Yep. He's the only white kid in the whole theater. Yeah. And he heckles the screen at a point. And the entire theater laughs, and he's just been chasing that moment for the rest of his life. Yeah, like, and it's just it's shocking with that stuff. So these movies, those are the like Planet of the Apes. That are you chasing that? Like, do you feel like in some way it's all that stuff? Like, it, it is. You remember how those movies made you feel, or sequences or moments in those movies mm-hmm. made you feel, and yeah. there is an exhilaration, and it's either fear or it's just this uh, responding to the kinetics of the filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember hearing this story about Spielberg and Zemeckis and they were previewing Jaws in 75 and Mm -hmm. they were showing it to a bunch of people somewhere in Hollywood. And it's the scene, spoiler alert, it's the scene where Quint- I didn't get a chance to see (laughs) it sorry. Quint gets eaten (laughs) by the shark Mm -hmm. and Spielberg recalled like hearing someone like, (laughs) like laughing really loudly at that Uh moment which he thought in the moment was a really odd response. Yeah. And he found out later it was a young Zemeckis who was, okay. I think, still at USC film school. Sure. And Zemeckis explained that he was laughing just at the exhilaration of like how great the filmmaking was. Yeah. And you have that feeling too. Oh, it's like that you see something, it's like, oh my God, you still, mm-hmm. I can still be compelled to like yell and scream and laugh out loud in a movie theater. I love it. Absolutely. I mean, it's part of the, it's part of the experience. But Raiders, man, Raiders has that in that chase and just these moments that are pitch perfect. And like you said, they're, you know, it's firing on all cylinders until yeah. it finds another cylinder you yeah. didn't know about. And it all, but it just, I don't think there's a better example of pacing in an action movie than no. that movie. Because it knows when it's time to calm it down, when it's time to focus on the characters. And then when it, when it starts dialing up, those movies to me were like basically 
the death of like James Bond movies in a way because that's yeah. that's when James Bond became suddenly it's like you have this yeah or you have Roger Moore going like judo chop and he's like well it's it's two things it's like like this eighty year old man in a tuxedo <laughs> suddenly just like he's just like uh, don't mind if I do and he's and a pigeon does a double take <laughs> they rock and roll a shot of a pigeon mm. doing a double take. But Raiders, like, there's two things that Spielberg wanted to make a Bond movie and they mm-hmm. wouldn't let him. And George yeah. Lucas said, like, I got something better. Yeah. So he took that attitude of like, yeah. I want to make the ultimate action thing. And and the second thing is that I remember when it came out, you know, critics at the time, mm-hmm. I think pretty much everybody loved that movie. But certain critics were like, well, they've they've taken all the slow parts and it's just a roller coaster yeah. ride. It may be the one of the first movies they referred to as a roller coaster ride. Sure. Which is a. Mm-hmm. Obviously a cliche now, but like at that time it was like, it's just nonstop action. But that movie became the template for everything mm-hmm. that followed. Yeah. In terms of how, and I remember on Temple of Doom, they talked about playing with how fast you could edit and how fast the cuts mm-hmm. could be and the audience yeah, yeah. could still follow the action, how they're really pushing it in that second movie. But it really, those, those movies set the tempo for all the action movies to follow. Yeah. And to me, the craziest thing now is like, I think these Mission Impossible movies are at the highest level of that now, where they yeah. are like, I don't know how you could even try to say like, hey, we're going to make a James Bond movie because they're doing they're doing it again where they're just like, the action scene ends and then it's just Tom Cruise and they put a blueprint on a table and they just suddenly come like for they give you like two minutes to recover, yeah, two three minutes to just like catch your breath, settle back down, and he's saying like, all right, we got to go here and then go there. And then suddenly the trucks are rolling. Yeah. They're just suddenly in the trucks going to do it. Yeah. It's they I I, I don't know if there's been a franchise except for Ant Man well, that gets better <laughs> with each one. These movies they get better. These no, Mission Impossible movies. The filmmaking in the Mission Impossible movies is is extraordinary. And like it or not, Tom Cruise's commitment to that, yeah, and just constantly raising the bar is mm-hmm. is really impressive, right? I mean, they they and they're just yeah, it's all about like cutting out that shoe leather. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> action. Keep, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the yeah. next ones. Now, Star Wars big influence on you, obvi- obviously. The Marvel yeah. stuff, obviously, because you were do you were literally drawing Ant Man when you were a kid. Yeah, like you have physical proof that you were how old when you were drawing like the cover of Avengers? I was drawing stuff as a kid, but then I was a drummer for a band in North Carolina in the mid eighties. And I would draw the flyers Mm -hmm. for the, for the shows or, Mm -hmm. or gigs as as we call them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a music term. Yeah. Um, And uh, I drew one that was a total ripoff of the cover of Avengers number one. Mm -hmm. And I drew the band members as members of the Avengers. And uh, I drew myself as Ant-Man. It's, isn't that the most that's the most it's weird that's so and we weird. showed it at comic-con in 2014 yeah. when i yeah. came on the movie and mm-hmm. uh uh yeah it was a weird thing to sort of feel somehow fated to do ant-man yeah. in a way um i know you have to get going on that because this movie I, I was at the point i was a thread i'm going to pick up on it the first one it's grounded it's a heist movie second one expand it out a little more still both feet on the ground but now some quantum stuff starting to poke through. Yep. But still, it's a conventional movie for the most part. But this one is bonkers. Yeah. You are you are not walking around in reality for 98% of this movie. Yeah. 
It's true. And, and what, but that, that is just like, what is that like to take the same tools, people, and now we're just doing it so differently? I, to me, it's something that it, it did feel like a logical progression of the story and those characters. It made sense because we really kind of just answering this question that we'd set up in the last couple of movies. Answering this question. Oh, that's good. Thank you. That is good. We want, you know, we set up this thing we'll, and we left the audience with this uh, question. What was yeah. Janet Van Dyne doing for 30 years of the Fox yeah. Realm? We needed yeah, yeah. to answer that. And we wanted to take the audience down. And again, having read those comics as a kid, it's the microverse. We wanted to explore, yeah. you know, the microverse became the quantum realm in the movies. So um, it made sense, but it also made sense in terms of like, we got to mix it up. Yeah, like, yeah. to me, the, the cardinal sin you can commit in these movies is to repeat yourself. You got to do something different and not bore the audience. And this just felt like, oh, I have a chance here. You know, none of the other Marvel chance. movies have mined. Chance. Go ahead. Let me on. find my train of thought again. Um, <laughs> we had the opportunity mm -hmm. to uh, create the quantum realm. Like none of the other Marvel movies were dealing with that. It was, yeah. it was something we had introduced into the MCU and then we mm -hmm. could just make it whatever we wanted to. Yeah. So to me, we had this crazy team of artists and uh, under our production designer, Will Tay. And it was like, let's take things from, show me your portfolios. Let's, we have to come up with all these mm -hmm. weird creatures and races and and environments and, and everything. Um, and I wanted it to be this grab bag of stuff I love. Like, you know, is it, there's, there's a little bit of Flash Gordon in there. There's a little bit of uh, heavy metal magazine from the 70s and 80s. Maybe there's a little Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and just, you know, science fiction paperback cover art yeah yeah just stuff that you know was really evocative and it was our chance to create this really wide and, and varied thing because we were going to be living in that those environments for the almost the entire movie yeah it's really it's it's just fun to, to for you to just for also for you to just get to because the ant-man movies they're my favorites because they're I just because they're just funny and I just like that's the combination I always like and I, your sense of humor is my sense of humor so it's always just worked for me as at the the most optimal level so but they've always been complementary to the big yeah. thing they're kind of like even like Ant Man and the Wasp we we're just like where does this even fit? Because it came out between the two. Oh yeah, we were stuck Avengers between in, Infinity War and, and Endgame. Yeah, so you're just kind of like you're you're like there's you're almost like the you're like the sidebar to yeah. the main story. Yeah, we're like so if you if you're on the phone with someone and they give you a horrible dramatic piece of news and you're just reeling from it. Mm -hmm. And then they put you on hold. It's like, hey, can you hold for a second? And then there's hold music playing. Yeah. That was you were the Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh -huh. And then uh, they pick the phone back up again mm -hmm. and they resolve the problem. They start talking. That's yeah. end game. And that the hold us. music is a song you like. Yeah, you like, like it. Oh, I like that yeah, song. That's great. That's great. That was fun. It's great. But you're yeah. just rocking from the news you just yeah. got. Yeah. But now it's a, it's great to see that this is this is now kicking off like real stuff. It's not, it's, you're not the sidebar anymore. You're not yeah. the hold music. Yeah. Like this is, this is a load bearing wall. Yeah. And I certainly don't think of Ant-Man and the Wasp as hold music. No, but that's you, a, no, little, but that's I, a joke I make on a show. I love that movie. But we're just saying, but now, yeah, in this terms is, of the big yeah, narrative. Yeah. I always liked that Ant-Man that we were playing in the margins. Yeah. And we didn't have to carry any of the water of the sort of infinity stones and stuff. Mm -hmm. This one, 
we're kicking off this phase five in the MCU. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was the thing we wanted to do. I, I, I talked to Kevin Feige. I said, I want this to be an Avengers level movie. I want to do something really different with it. And wouldn't it be cool to put Ant-Man and the Wasp, maybe the most unlikely Avengers up against a big villain. Yeah. And in the comics, you read the comics. Yeah. Who are the big, who's the Mount Rushmore of Marvel comics villains? There's, okay. So there's, uh, Thanos, there's Doctor Doom, Doom, there's Galactus, Galactus, right? You know, and in the MCU, there's Killmonger, right? There's Loki, certainly. Sure, but Kang the Conqueror in the comics, he was hanging out there and Mm -hmm. sort of ripe for the picket, waiting. Yeah, yeah. And we thought, like, it's such an obviously uh, lopsided confrontation. Yeah, and so there's tension in it immediately. Like, well, what are Ant Man and the Wasp going to do against Kang the Conqueror? That seemed like a fun challenge to us. Yeah, and so, and that's kind of why it's them. not surprising that when he kills Ant Man, oh, because he's very look, he is very powerful. Uh-huh. He kills Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Oh, spoilers! Look, spoilers are a tricky thing. It's, They're tricky. He kills him at the end, Tom. Mm-hmm. Tom, I, I talked to you about yeah. we can't get into verifying or negating any uh, yeah. uh, any uh, plot points. Sure. Okay. You've, I now you've just told the audience that you saw the movie last yes. night. Yeah. Now you've seen movies where Austin Powers he plays plays Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. He's also Doctor Evil. He's fat bastard. He's gold member. Yeah. Where, where is this going? Uh. <laughs> Uh, nutty professor. He's sure. Sherman Clump, but he's all family. Yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp four. Ant Man four. Ant Man <laughs> and the Wasp three. Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania two. <laughs> it should be the poster. Uh, yeah. All I'm saying. It rolls up the my dream. My dream in my in this life. These are my dreams. Hang out with a monkey. Yeah. Want to hang out with a monkey? Yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I wanted to ride through the Holland Tunnel. Like a spider monkey or a member of the monkey's band? Which where? No. And, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was it. That was more like an ape. That a was like chimp a chimp. Or a chimp monkey. Okay. okay. Um, Some simian. Yeah. There's room for a second. All I'm saying, my dream has been to say, you can't do that to Ant-Man to be like the yeah. citizen in a movie. Yeah. Because I watch Superman 2, and I know this is yeah. a movie made by the distinguished competition. You might not be able to acknowledge its existence. I will yeah, <laughs> say, sure. You, sure. you might be like, what's Superman? Sure. <laughs> You're not allowed. You to. know my love <laughs> sure. for no, the Christopher I'm just Superman. saying, in Superman 2, when those people go up against Zod. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you can't mess with Superman. Yeah. And then they start walking. I start crying. They take to the streets. They take the streets. And they got no power. You can't do that to Superman. He's our guy. Yeah. Yeah. I cry a little bit. Yeah. I see Spider-Man 2, the yeah. Sam Raimi one. Yeah. And they're saying, Spider-Man is New York. Or whatever they said, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I start bawling my eyes out because I'm just like, yeah. 
You're a man it's, of the people. These people have no powers, but they're going to fight. Yeah. Doc Ock. Yeah. All I'm saying, I'll give you three. Yeah. You can walk this over to Feige mm-hmm. or whoever it be. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You can direct me on this. Okay, too. so here we go. Ready? Okay. And action. Mine. Okay. <laughs> no, you got it now? Okay. You off book? Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. And action. Hey, you can't do that to Ant-Man. He's one of ours. Okay, I'd like to do one more. Okay. I was with it the first half. Yeah, yeah. You held out the R's okay. in a way that it, it, maybe it was a okay. little too musical. Okay. You're intense. You're intense. You, sure, you, gotta, sure. you may have to fight this guy you're yelling at. Here we go. Okay. And take two. Hey, you can't do that to Ant-Man. That's one of our guys. Okay, so I like that. That's uh-huh. a different guy from take one. Okay. And let's stick with the same guy that's sort of... The New Yorky guy from the first the one, guy, okay. as, as opposed to the, mm-hmm. the guys okay. up from Charlotte. Sure. Hey, you can't do that, damn man. He's one of ours. Okay. All right. I like that guy. He's friendly. He's warm. But I want to see that same guy, that same yeah, character. Okay. But he now he's in a situation he's never been in. He okay. may have to go up against General Zod, right? Yeah. So you got to he's okay. he's got to summon up his his inner strength. Here we go. Okay. And action. You can't do that to Ant-Man. He's one of ours. Okay. okay. That's usually, I think we've got it. Mm-hmm. So we've got it. This one, just have fun with this okay, one. Okay, have just, fun with this one. Yeah, yeah. That's your favorite piece yeah, of direction, okay. right? Just have fun Let's with this nuts. one. Let's go nuts. Yeah, Let's go nuts. here we go. And, and I watch you direct, and you usually do, then you just say, just go nuts. You've, that, I've never said that in my life. Here we go. Uh, yeah, like I say, hey, uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, Peyton. Just, just go nuts. What the hell? Geez, that's the worst piece of direction I've ever received in in my entire career. People were that's beg- what would happen to me. People were also begging when they when they heard you were coming back to do your Michael Douglas impression. Oh. People look at that. Your Michael Douglas. So they got a good taste. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Yeah. And action. You can't do that to Ant Man, or I'll never give you the formula. <sighs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you, you brought it right back. He does yeah. not say formula. Okay. Well, we'll settle it on the set of Ant-Man for uh, <laughs> he who I will be playing the Dazzler. We are bringing the Dazzler into the MCU. Amazing. Yeah. But in terms of the casting, it's a guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> We start the wardrobe fittings. Uh, sure. And I, <laughs> well, let's just do the wardrobe fitting. Let's just do the wardrobe fitting. Look, Peyton Reed, you know I love you. You're the best. I it's been thank you for all this the fun with all this stuff. And you it's all been we've all been laughing for this whole time. Nobody take any of this stuff too seriously. Were my was my heart broken? Yeah. You all saw it. <laughs> what do you do? Now you're you no, know, they know that. Yeah. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come Ant-Man in here. Ant-Man 4, Revenge of the Bridge. Thank you. There yes. it is, oh, right there. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What he's he's now he's a vengeful guy, the bridge? Well, he's he's coming from the quantum realm. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. No spoilers, please. It'd be like, Ant-Man, there is serious trouble in the quantum realm. You need to return. So I'm going to cast this spell. Oh. He's he's yes. he's magical. He's like, eh. 
it's like a window and it's like an actual window and we lift it up and go down it uh-huh. and then looking in the window is john belushi from animal house <laughs> i thought you were gonna say from neighbors it's john belushi from neighbors <laughs> no it's a one of the first r-rated movies i saw by myself that's the first one i saw alone in a theater neighbors my parents pulled up yeah went to the box office it's an r-rated movie my yep. mother walks up to him and she says he's good and then they just sold me the ticket. And cuts a young Tom in the theater. Why'd they switch roles? He should be playing the other. What's Dan Aykroyd, the weird one? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania comes out on the 17th. February 17th, yes. It's very exciting. And I'm happy to be a part of it. And it's your... One of my favorite people, and this is exciting. Uh, I feel the cover. same way, Tom. And, okay. and I want to say on behalf of, of Marvel, welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure. You're in. I'm in. You hear that, everybody? They can't take me out now. Paul Rudd sends his regards. I was with him uh-huh. today. We were doing uh-huh. press. And he said, make sure Tom knows mm-hmm. yeah. we're the first and the last in the credit roll. Yeah. And, and welcome to the mm-hmm. MCU. Thank you. Thank you, Paul, wherever you are. Um, Peyton Reed, thank you for coming by. I'm going to play a, a song, and then we will um, come back out. we got Mark Marin. It's going to be here. It's a star-packed nice. episode of the show. Let's listen to something by my friend. This is the band that I saw where I got COVID at the show <laughs> and could not be in the movie. It is Dinosaur Jr. from their most recent album, Sweeping Into Space. Be right back. Hey, are we back? Was did it was that on the air? I hope. Uh, no, just now. Oh, back. thank Christ! Right, right, Andrew. Thank yeah, Christ. We, I think we covered everything when we were just yeah. talking. So thanks for coming. Yeah, by, it's Mark. great. It's always great to see you, Tom. It's thanks like, a lot. I brought some uh, water. No, I appreciate it. it. Took me ten minutes to, what, to figure out which one was right and left. Did they hide it on the headphones? But on any headphones, yeah. no matter what. And I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. I, it takes me ten minutes. But look where it is. It's in here. Yeah. It's in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, I need the cord to be going this way just for my comfort. So whatever the side is supposed to be, I just do it doesn't matter. the cord going this way. I just have to. Oh, man, you're a rule breaker. Yeah, that's a, it's a message to the headphone industry. Yeah. Look I, out. There's a disruptor yeah. uh, in, your, um, yeah. in the midst. Look how he's doing it. Yeah. Look what he's doing with your phones, with the L- cans. L-R. Those don't mean anything to me. <laughs> so, but look. What? We have Mark Marin here on the show. This is exciting. Yeah, you told me, like, uh, there's going to be people here. I didn't know what I was walking into. No, it's a little. Yeah, it's uh, a little, a little wow, people wow, out wow, there wow. hanging out. I brought yeah. uh, two boxes, two crates of water. Thank you. I'm not, I don't need to promote the name. And I don't even know why uh-huh. it's happening. Mm-hmm. I think I did one ad for them. Okay, yeah. And and I've got about fifty cases. It just keeps coming because uh-huh. I don't. I'm. I don't know how to. Why would I stop that? Oh, I would never. The people yeah, never. If people started sending me free anything, that's it. I would be just like, man, keep it coming. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll sort it out of my end. I like. I just keep thinking about, for some reason, when I was coming over, I kept thinking about when you do radio, you know, yeah. like like morning radio, you'd go, you, you're like doing the road <laughs> and you'd go into certain regional radio outfits and you'd walk in, there'd be like 50 donuts, you know, <laughs> nine pizzas and a fully dressed Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. And you're like, what's happening? It's yeah. 6.30 in the morning. Clearly. Yeah. And the guy's yeah. like, oh, the turkey guy. He sent that over. Yeah. 
just these deals, right, these, right. these like yeah, yeah, yeah. handshake. And then you just know when the person just mentions in conversation on the show, just <laughs> yeah. the turkey guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, you like turkey? Yeah. Yeah. And then the turkey guy standing there usually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I felt that, that kind of party in the, in the station. Yeah. No, yeah. we're really going for that, uh, <laughs> that 6 a.m. local radio vibe here. Uh, um, you don't do that anymore, though, do you? Do you still have to literally, with like... I don't have to. I think I'm going to go run around Sirius okay. on um, on uh, Thursday. I'm sure. flying to New York okay. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Some places... I'll go to... I'll go do... Uh, I'll go do Preston and Steve if, okay. uh, if, I, if I can. Yeah. But, you're, but it, I would hope at this point... You're not walking out of a place going like, what was that? No. <laughs> like, yeah, like, no. like you at least know what you're going into now. I only do the fun ones. Yeah. You know, a, you're, yeah. You, you're not, you know, you're being driven over yeah. in the, mm-hmm. you're panicky. It's like, well, put it on, put it on. I want to hear what they're talking about. Yeah. How am I going to fit into this? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> here, here. There's three porn <laughs> actresses in there. Oh man. Like it used to be that way uh-huh. when you do Opie and Anthony, you're like, mm-hmm. what am I going to be involved with? Yeah. That I don't necessarily want to be sure. involved with. You look and then it was just like, yeah, they were laying a lot of groundwork for what the world looks like today. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know what Jim's doing. He seems to be stuck in a corner over there with Sam. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what they're doing. Yeah. I'm going to go by there. Yeah. See what's up. No, they had a, great run one guy now does a show on an iphone and the other one is uh i think in international waters doing uh some sort of because he's like gathering the masses somewhere in parts unknown god yeah that was that's a real yeah i'll tell you though i don't know why we we have to talk about this when we have so such you know time is is short but Mm -hmm. uh but that guy said, Anthony said one of the funniest things I ever heard in my life, off the cuff. Uh-huh. It it was uh it was at a at the Montreal Comedy Festival. And this is inappropriate, uh-huh. but sure. but the guy who was there took it well. Okay. It was comedians, right? It was sure. me and I think Judy Gold was there. It was at the, the festival, sure. they were just running people mm-hmm. through and mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know, and uh, and what's his name? Pete Holmes is there, and Brad Williams, the, okay. the little person is sure. there. And he's yeah, he's talking about you know how the the little people are are some of them are mad at him for uh-huh. for using the word midget. Sure, but yeah, I mean he should be able to. But whatever. But but the, that was the point of the conversation was mm-hmm. that he gets flack as a little person for using the word midget for him using yeah. it in his yeah thing. yeah sure. and and okay. Anthony just without missing a beat goes oh so you're kind of like an Uncle Tom thumb. Right. That's, yeah. No, Pretty that's good. fast. Quick. That's fast. But those are the things. Yeah. yeah. No, it's very quick. But yeah, that doesn't erase the sure. years of misogyny yeah. and horror. No, exactly. And you and, also and racism. Look, you see that and then you're just like, it's dangerous that your mind works that fast. When, yeah. when you when you add in the uh, like the a chip that is just yeah. evil. Yeah, yeah, the wrong chip. Yeah, let's run this through yeah. an evil filter. <laughs> and then you use that fast brain and it's just like, well, that's how you end up with proud boys. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it happens. I don't know what happened. You, you know what I mean? It was always... Mm-hmm. You knew people in my world mm-hmm. that uh, I mean, you were you you avoided that world. You created your own world. Oh yeah, no, I, I was. Oh, look, I'm scared of every standup. You're like the the only like I I ask you like, so what's this guy like? Because like? I'm scared of all of them. You're not scared, not the Berbiglias and the Oswalds. Well, no, those are my and that's the my side. Of the, that's my side of the street. Well, maybe not Holmes yeah. so much. 
Um, he's he, you can have them. I don't know what um, he's doing. Is he still bowling on that show, or is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, Pete Holmes plays a bowler. Wait, what channel is that on? <laughs> Uh, look, I the turkey out there. I'm on record as saying the only way I would watch Crashing is if he played a pilot. <laughs> That's so. Yeah, I know it, the the no, world but you can... run with the you you you're one of the people that has a you can have a foot in both camps, kind of. Not so much anymore. I think I'm okay. out. I, I think sure. I you know I've I've been lumped mm-hmm. in with the woke. Oh sure, that they so, uh, said like yeah, yeah, we lost Mark. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. We, we lost him, but who needs him? Yeah. 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 Well, people who like to laugh. Yeah. He was kind of good for that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm projecting, but I, I don't feel like I, I go to uh, New York. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even bother with the seller. I just don't want to. Sure. I, 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 but I felt that before and I went and it was fine. It was mm-hmm. a Tuesday. No one was there. So mm-hmm. it was easy. But uh, I just there's a thing where I mind my own business and I do my own stuff. I don't hang around with the the comics too much i go to the comedy store mm-hmm. and then i you know i go out on the road and i do the thing but isn't that the oh is that ultimately the best place to be where For you me, have you have your own yeah you don't you're not trying to fit because all of us yeah but you and you've you're well documented with like you've you've you try to find yourself and sure. it's a constant it's a constant search for yeah who am I actually? Yeah. And whether it's how you dress or sure. whether it's your the material you do, yeah, the things you talk about, and it feels like you over the last handful of years have found your place. I believe that's true. I, I think maybe this special. I think the last special we made a a, a, a bit of a mistake with the vest, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know I you know I'm gonna have to live with that. Like I've lived with many mistakes. Sure. I've lived with leather pants, mm-hmm. uh, black velvet Nehru jacket. Okay. I, I've uh-huh. lived with a, a shirt a guy I'd met the night before designed. <laughs> so you're just like, I'm calling an audible here, everybody. This, Wearing this tonight. And this, this guy, is like, I thought we agreed on what you were going to wear. It's like, dude, executive decision. I'm terrible. Uh-huh. The, dude, the guy, I swear uh-huh. to God, I met this guy in Queens when I lived there. I might have still been married to Kim. Mm-hmm. And we met these, these this couple, and one of them's like, "I'm I'm a, I'm a fashion designer." I'm like, "Really? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on Conan." He's like, "When?" I'm like, "Like tomorrow." He's like, "I'll make you pants and a uh-huh. shirt." Yeah, and I'm like, "This will be great." And I don't even think I like I just trusted it. <laughs> like I put it on, I mm-hmm. knew it wasn't right. Uh-huh. The, the, the shirt was made out of almost like a, the material you would make uh, some type of curtain out of, okay. and the pants had zippers on the pockets. Uh-huh. But I was like, "This guy knows what he's doing. He's cutting edge." Yeah. I didn't even. I knew him ten minutes. You spotted him everything. Yeah, and, and like, there are the is. keys to the car. There it is. It's <laughs> like, on television. Yeah, forever. No, but uh, but no. I think this special. I let him. I let. I let the. I hired a stylist. Never okay. have done that. Amazing. Well, Never done. Ever. And I'll say when you you're talking about the special, the special is from bleak to dark. You know the story about that. Oh well, yeah, that you've heard the story of where that comes from. Well, can That's you a great tell? story. What is, what's the oh, story? You know it. I told him. I don't know. I should tell because I love yeah. it. And I okay. guess the guy deserves credit. Sure. So Sam Lipside and I mm-hmm. sold this show. Yeah. To uh, FX. Mm-hmm. Sam yeah. Lipside, the uh, the genius Do author. You, you love that book. He wrote a book, and I've been. This is one of. The, I would like to have him on at some point to talk about this book. He wrote a book that came out in December, 
called There Is... I'm going to get the title wrong. No One Left to Come Looking for You, I believe. Yes. And it is basically, if you want, for people who wonder what it's about, imagine you take the early 90s New York music scene and that's where Chinatown, the movie Chinatown takes place. <laughs> yeah. Alongside Alice Donut and <laughs> Railroad Jerk. Yes. Um, so suddenly that's what this book is. It's mind blowing. It's so fun. It's so great. And I, w- I would like to talk to him at some point. About, we'll get him on here. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, but so, so you and Sam sold a show. To FX, right? We wrote a script and they liked it. They want another script. Okay. And we wrote the story for the script. And we're doing a notes call in the story. So you got Nick Grad, who's the head of FX over there mm-hmm. in development, and his people. And then you know, my management, me mm-hmm. and Sam on this Zoom. Okay. And Nick is, you know how they kind of searching for words? They're doing that thing. Uh-huh. Like, hey, you know, uh, I got no specific notes, mm-hmm. you know, but because uh, great job. Yeah. Uh, great story. But is there any way we can get it from bleak to dark? <laughs> and I thought, like, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. So I have to credit him for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't give him a thanks for no, acknowledgement. But here, here's where it happens. And like, even when I said I, I hired a stylist, I feel awkward about it. it, it he just chose a jacket. Mm-hmm. And it was the correct thing. And I would have fought that jacket at another point in time. Sure. I, they were my pants. Mm-hmm. They were okay. my shoes. It was my belt. Okay. Uh, socks, mine. Mm-hmm. Underwear, mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, black t-shirt was new. Banana Republic. It didn't do, you know, it was just a black t-shirt. I wouldn't have bought a black t-shirt at Banana Republic, mm-hmm. but that's what came with the stuff. That's what we paid the big bucks for. And that John Varvatos leather shirt jacket. Okay. Now, I would never think to shop at John Varvatos, right? This is what a stylist does. Yeah, and it was great. And uh, to follow through with that, mm-hmm. to uh, to to tell you what it, well, look, I don't want to get weird or too much information guy, but I, I had a colostomy, uh, not a colostomy, a colonoscopy. Okay. I'm not. Well, I'm I, glad you caught yourself on that one. That would be a whole other, there's yeah. a whole other road sure you're about to go down. Yeah, and I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> thanks right. for having me on. <laughs> and you're like, uh, I'm back. Yeah. I have a, I had a colonoscopy. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that there's, that's, there's two stories with this, but the, the, the story I'm, I'm about to tell connects. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I get out, my friend, Jerry Stahl, picks me up because you're loopy mm-hmm. from the drug yeah. propofanol or whatever it's called mm-hmm. right you're, you've been under sure and i'm up and i'm out and you know we're we're driving we stopped to get some uh lunch uh, in beverly hills and uh and the john varvato store is right mm-hmm. there right across the street from where we ate okay. and i went in there and i i i think i hallucinated buying a suit <laughs> and a shirt and a, a pair uh-huh. of velvet pants okay on sale yeah i dreamed that Mm-hmm. But I got home and it was true. I have all those things. So I bought you it. in a in a what would you call that a fugue state? I don't uh, know yes, what. That yes, is. I, I I went in and I bought a a, a suit mm-hmm. with a Nehru jacket. Yeah. I didn't learn that lesson on Conan. Mm-hmm. I, I, but that was a velvet mm-hmm. black velvet Nehru jacket. This is no. I got velvet pants. I'm not going to wear them on on Fallon. I'm going to wear the sure. suit. Uh huh. Okay. So I, I got a John Varvato suit. Okay. And you know what the problem with these things is. This is how I dress now. Mm-hmm. This is it. Okay. I'll, I'll wear those things twice. Sure. And that's it. And then I'll look at them and I'll be like, mm-hmm. it's nice. And I won't <laughs> wear them. Do you have the old, the outfits that you, the regrettable choices? Do you still have those articles of clothing? I don't. I think I got rid of the black neighbor jacket. Okay. It, it took a long time though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, there's some regrettable outfits that I probably still have. I, maybe. Do I? I have the leather pants. Well, that sounds And like... every couple of years, I put them on. And you're just like. Don't go out with them. And you're just. So just around the house. Sure. I'll put them on and go like. Like Tom Cruise and Risky Business. A little you. bit. <laughs> like, I, well, mm-hmm. no, really what it is, is mm-hmm. to try to get back. Yeah. To the me that made the decision. Sure. To okay. buy those pants. Okay. Who was that guy? Yeah. Who was the guy in the leather store <laughs> in San Francisco mm-hmm. that put those on and said, I could do this? Yeah. I don't know who that guy I'm was. wearing these out. I'm wearing them on Conan. Yeah. Don't bag them up. Nope. Walking out with these <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, these leather jeans. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I got them yeah. still. I don't know why I don't just get rid of them. Someone might enjoy them. Yeah, this could be, or we get some mannequins. Maybe you do your next, when people see you in a theater, you bring a few mannequins, you dress them when they walk through and they see the, the evolution of oh, that's style. Right. right, the museum. I could do a, a whole yeah. show at a gallery. Yeah. That would be amazing. Wouldn't and, it, of all the if, outfits I wore on Coney. Yeah, and if at the end you're standing there like a mannequin and then you start doing my the show. Yeah. yeah, we'll call it uh, leather pants. Yeah. Now, what? Well, okay. This, the from bleak to dark when this, this comes out this week this saturday. week saturday yeah it's a quick turnaround yeah it was it, too quick for me to book the view because you just did it in <laughs> you did it in like december in right? november i think november it i'll say this i think it's the best special you've done it's it is and if this makes sense to you like i i know you in real life yeah and it is the closest to you yeah. As I've ever seen you do on stage. Oh, good. Where it is, it is, it is you. It's the closest as when we talk. Yeah. As it is, that's what it, that person is. Oh, good. Closer to what it's like to just talk to you, just so, eating so or whatever. Maybe I, I've achieved my goal to be uh, myself. I think so. I think there's parts that are. Yeah. Maybe some of the, the not that they're, they're not inauthentic they're just less authentic than the core different frequencies it's intentional mm-hmm. i knew it going in yeah i'm glad i've achieved uh full meanness seriously but- and i i do feel it is that is who you are to me i was like oh that's yeah that's mark mark oh good there so yeah. it's, it happens like i know where it starts to happen because i knew mm-hmm. in the first 20 yeah. that i'm gonna have to unload the heavy stuff mm-hmm. the cultural commentary the provocative yes. stuff because yep. that that is part of my comedic being the last two specials mm-hmm. i definitely pay uh I, I homage to the people that influence me and, and i'm aware where it happens yeah but i feel like it's my responsibility to deal with those things to mm-hmm. deal with you know fascism stupid people hacks anti-woke guys that yeah. I, that needs to mm-hmm. be i need to if i don't address that somehow or another i feel like i haven't done my job as sure. the type of stand-up i want to be yeah but that's it's not inauthentic but that's the heightened tone of me being you know slightly you know like uh can we can cuss here right you know sure yeah fuck you-ish mm-hmm. yeah and you know that was really a lot of who i was way back but then, like, what? Right when I come out of that mm-hmm. and do this stuff about getting older, then we're starting to. That's kind of me. But that's that's right. That is the term. It's almost like there is a state of the union at the second top. act. Like yeah, you're just saying like, yeah, I'm keeping you up to speed on right. where I'm at in 2022, 2023. Right, right. In terms of the, yeah. this is how I see the world right, right. now, and now I'm going to tell you how I see myself. Right, and it's really impressive because. It's it's hard. 
you go into it's harder stuff than you've ever had to talk about. Oh yeah, it that, is. I mean, I mean, just you're talking about Lynn, yeah, through a huge part of it, which you know I loved Lynn and was an amazing, amazing person, one of the nice, best people you could ever meet. Yeah, and you go through talking about it, and it's the trickiest thing is to to analyze personal tragedy in relation to the way you express yourself and yeah. you you truly break it down in a way that i've kind of never heard anybody break it down in terms of what do i do with this yeah well i mean it was it was tricky oh and, and it was horrible and you know i don't know how like i think the entire process of once i started to be able to do comedy again mm -hmm. and knowing that i was probably going to have to process that stuff i i think i was in a state of shock and ptsd i don't know how i just kept because when i started working on that stuff at like dynasty typewriter yeah it wasn't it was raw and it was weird mm -hmm. and there was crying yeah. and i didn't know like because what i've noticed is that like take like the hummingbird story if i yeah. just told the hummingbird story without you know the tag so like if i just yeah. told the hummingbird story, it'd be a sweet piece of of theater it'd be yeah it, it would be a sad but beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So what I've got now is I've got that as that's the bed of it. And yeah. then you add these other, the jokes and then there's a balance in the middle. Yeah. And somehow that's sort of what I was unconsciously looking for mm -hmm. all the way through. It's, it's such a tight rope. Totally. And, and I, and I was sort of amazed that I was, I did this, this line setting that stuff up, mm -hmm. you know, coming out of the older, the aging stuff that I'd never done before. There's a two, there's three lines in that special that happened there. Mm -hmm. And it was that one. And I, 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 I kind of wrestle with wondering whether it was too cavalier or not. The one where like the, uh, the worst day of my life. And I'm, and I'm sure hers too. Look, that was one of those <laughs> ones where it is. It's one of those ones where it's just like, wait, hold, what did he do? Like, yeah, it's right there. Cause and you're rolling past it. And then you knew that they needed to catch up to that moment. So you actually let every, you're just like, Come, yeah, yeah, and I, and I said it gonna... was right there. I yeah. said it was. Oh, you had like, but see, <laughs> that's the <laughs> thing with it's mm -hmm. like we, when you think of stuff like this, when when you when you've been given the gift of having a brain that works the way a brain works for you and for me and yeah. for people who can take things from life and yeah. find the way to say it funny. It's it's like sometimes it's. It feels like it's a gift from God. Other times it feels like it's like a uh, three card Monty, like a trick. It just, you know, it's like a, it's like the guy who like bags groceries really fast on, on like, that's incredible. Like when I was a kid, yeah. watch a guy who just like, yeah. this guy can bag groceries really fast. And it's like, like, wow, well, I guess anybody can get on television. <laughs> so, it's, but, but when you've got the brain that does that, it's like it doesn't shut off. There's not there's not an off switch yeah. for it. It's like there will be days when I am just in moments and suddenly it's just like a menu rolls up of just like meanest thing I could say, second meanest thing I could say, nice thing I could say, <laughs> like way too earnest thing I could say. And it's just like I can go with nice thing like but it's like the meanest thought is also like oh i figured a funny way to say 
literally the thing that would make somebody yeah cry yeah like i but it's just like you just don't do it i for me it's anymore (laughs) (laughs) so you're just like yeah 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 yeah. that's caused me too much trouble sure i I was never Uh a great picker you you know (laughs) when the menu rolls it's just like one yeah like um, mm. yeah like lately i've been a little a, a little you know like there's no reason for me to be that guy Sure. You know, to be the guy who's like, what the hell's that? What the hell's that guy doing? You and I do it off the mic. Oh my god, please off but, the yeah, mic. But, but now, like you other... know, now it's like I'm just in. The, see, I started smoking these damn cigars again because uh-huh. like I'm an idiot. I was off nicotine for three mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Then I'm in Canada. I'm like, oh, I think I can have a Cuban. Like I don't know from AA and mm-hmm. any, everything else. Mm-hmm. You know what? You you can't have just one. So yeah. I smoke it and like cut to like but me on my porch. Yeah, no, me yeah. on my porch all day long. Just like oh, no, this is okay. I'm writing out here. <laughs> So yeah. So uh, uh, so now I'm hanging out the store. Uh huh. At the comedy store, and you used, I used to go in, do my shit, and then yeah. and then get out. But now, yeah. like, I'll, ha- I'll have a cigar in the parking lot. Yeah. And one of the door guys is like, "We like cigar, Mike." So cigar Mark will tell you stories <laughs> uh-huh. from the eighties. Because uh-huh. now so cigar Mark will tell you how he really thinks. So the cigar is like this. I'm just standing out there. Yeah. I'm and available. He's. I'm, I'm. I'm out there. You know, like. Like, uh, like uh, in, on peanuts in the booth. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're kind of just like, look, I still got a lot more of the cigar to go. Yeah, so what I do you got? Well, what do you want to know? Let's tell I'll some stories. That, that yeah. Guy. yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been talking to Tom Driesen lately. Mm-hmm. That, you should. Wow. Dude, he's got some mob stories that are the best. Yeah. I'm going to have him back on the show. Amazing. No, he is one of those guys where he's. But it's like he's telling me these mob stories and these Frank stories. Like yeah. he talks about Frank in a one man show, but the mob stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't tell him. And I said, we, I'll have you back on the show if you talk to tell me the mob stories. Yeah. He goes, ah, and I'm like, come on, they're all dead. And he goes, you're right. They're all dead. Yeah. So, my happen. Oh, free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't get me. Their yeah, kids aren't coming. Yeah. 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 Oh, but what you're saying about the menu is like, I'm always thrilled because that little joke, you're right. Mm-hmm. That seemed a little cavalier and mm-hmm. snuck up on him was yeah. actually the great easy setup because before that mm-hmm. i was just doing that thing like i didn't know if i was going to be able to talk about it I, and yeah. you kind of like there was this lengthy kind of struggle but that thing it's like boom all right now yeah now you know let's we are. go there yes yeah because look when you talked about the um that year that that period for you was i my heart didn't has hard has never hurt for somebody as much as my heart hurt for you during that period that was like that was you know what what do you do with this so horrible and you you would come over you know so and a lot of people wouldn't even come over mm-hmm. and i was just over there you know it was like um i i don't even i don't even know what, what how to yeah to to contextualize it i don't know yeah. how i i mean obviously i was going to get through it but it was covid and it was like and it was so weird it and was, it was so devastating it already felt like end times without yeah this it was happening. like orange skies yeah raining ash yeah trump is president mm-hmm. yeah and like you know and then my my partner just dies yeah and my brother comes out and there's just this flurry of activity of like you know dealing with her it was like brutal but you kept yeah. you were there for me buddy and i no, love you well, for of it. course well it's just i love you and i love her and it was just um but I remember there were times with it's always funny when like hearing watching the special, and you're just like it's like, yeah, people come over, it's like, ooh. <laughs> like, ooh, I was one of those people. <laughs> but uh it's like, um, but I remember it was just so funny, and this is uh, like an unnamed person. I remember you were just like, 
this comedian came over and he starts talking to me about his girlfriend. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, Mark, I don't know. He's like, hey, can I come over? And you're like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. This is like yeah, yeah. a month after everything yeah, yeah. happened. And he's like, my girlfriend and I, I were fighting all the time. And you're just sitting there and you're like, you realize what I'm going yeah. through right now. It's like, oh, you guys are fighting. Yeah, you got problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're not yeah, getting yeah, you're starting yeah. to go at it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And, but then you were just kind of like, no, I'm kind of into it though. In the hell, even that, you were just like, like any other circumstance, you'd be just like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. Me? But you're just kind of like, no, it was fine. Yeah, it, well, he got me out of my head. Yeah, it just burned. But it was, it, it it was burned surprising. It yeah. was surprising. Yeah. Because like he, I thought like you know he's gonna come over and you know like yeah. You're right. What are yeah. you doing? He's he like, hey, it's it. good to see you. Like, I'm, I'm going crazy with this girl. You know, <laughs> and you were just like, yeah, me too. I kind of, I kind of got my own yeah, got, girl problem yeah, got, right now too, bit, buddy. Bit of a, a girl problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's all right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. I was very surprised mm -hmm. at at the people that because it was public, you know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. But people called, you know. Yeah. Len Leno called me, which was astounding. I don't even know how he got the number. Hey, 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 Mike, how you doing? You know, well, however yeah. he talks, he's like, he's like hey, what you, yeah, what you going through? It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing, you know. I just wanted to know that I'm sorry. Yeah, he's, but it was nice. No, and that's it, it kind of is one of those things that you don't realize who is who you want in the foxhole with you. And you're kind of like, oh, hey, you were, you were, you were better than I thought you'd be like, you disappointed me <laughs> horrifically. I can't think of anybody that did though. Like, okay. every, like literally everybody in my community mm -hmm. reached out. Seriously, yeah. You know, well, yeah. I mean, there are the people that that I have problems with that I wouldn't expect to reach out. But sure. for the most part, you know, a, a, a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, definitely reached out. Absolutely, and I mean, look, you've you've been the point of WTF. Uh, at least uh, definitely in its early days yeah. it was kind of just like like there was a, there was a reason why you would end every episode saying are we good yeah because you a lot of times went in to a thing where you were not necessarily sure. good with that person well yeah um, a lot of times though they had no idea mm -hmm. that i was carrying like it's just that thing where you know you make a it, it, it happens so easily with mm -hmm. me. like you know even like you know i can't we can't hook up for yeah. like a, a month I know, or two. We're scrambling here. Just yeah, like, right. And then like at some point I'm like, what do I do? You know, like, and then. <laughs> yeah. No, I just like, like, yeah, we've been missing each other for a few months. Not yeah. like you're here. I'm here. I'm yeah, not yeah, here. Yeah, I'm yeah. That's why I was just like, like I'll get a text from Mark and be just like, so are we friends or what? <laughs> be like, yeah, yeah, we're still friends. Just. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the text I shouldn't send. Uh -huh. And it's, I've hit the wall. Uh -huh. I'm like, yeah. Because there's another guy that I've known for years, and literally, he just cut me out of his life. Mm -hmm. oh, I've got purpose. a few of those. And, and, but then yeah. you send emissaries, you know, like, yeah. I'm going to send some people out. Yeah. Do a little recon. Uh-huh. And this guy is telling these guys, nah, I don't want to put you in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. But I'm texting him. I'm saying, you know, look, I, we don't have to be friends. We're yeah. old guys. Yeah. You, I can take it. <clears throat> what mm -hmm. I do is just so I know. Yeah. You know, and if uh, and, and if uh, uh, an apology is necessary or warranted, yeah. I'd be uh, you know I, I I can own my side of it, and it could just be arm's length. So yeah, we gotta but be, we he's be. not giving me nothing. Yeah. How many times you got to send that text, dude? Seriously, though. yeah. Well, there's before you're like, at some point that's yes, yeah, you're, the you're off the hook in, in the Sharon. Yeah, at, you're, at some point, and I'm Colin Farrell. You're allowed to say, yeah. I tried, I tried. Yeah. Um, 
No, it's really. Um, I'm, I'm not there with you. That's not. That? No. You have guys like that though. Oh, I've, yeah. No, there's a few where you just you try nothing. You try, and then maybe you get like, eh, and then the then the, like gets pulled away, and it's just like. I just can't keep chasing it. But isn't it weird when something becomes irreparable Mm -hmm. because of something you didn't even do on purpose? Yeah. Or whatever. Like, you know, I had another guy that was friends with me, like, and somehow or another, he decided I I didn't show up for him. Mm -hmm. You know? Sure. And I'm like, I don't know what happened, but it was irreparable. Yeah. Well, all you can do is say, I'll try to do better. I don't know, dude. Like, lately, my brain's been crazy, like, about, Mm -hmm. you know, just thinking about, like, was I an asshole my whole life? <laughs> you know, like, I, like, I, I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm getting these montages uh-huh. of, like, y- you know, I remember when I used to go up to Somerville. Like, I was working in New York, but mm-hmm. I moved out of Boston, and I had sure. a place on there. I had to go to New England to work, mm-hmm. and I would stay at my girlfriend's house, Kim, okay. and she lived with with several roommates in Somerville. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would go up there and I'd spend the weekends there and go do comedy and and stay at the place. Mm-hmm. And I just like the flash that comes to me at some point is everybody but her who lived in that apartment sitting me down saying, like, you can't stay here anymore at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll, I'll pay rent. They're like, no, we just don't want you here. <laughs> and I I have no idea what I did, mm-hmm. but maybe I have no sense of who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. <laughs> and there's a few of those things where I'm like. Mm-hmm. Do I like? I, look, I've always paid lip service to. what I know I was kind of an asshole at some point, and 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 kind of a, a dick. But I always had friends. But there there are certain moments where I'm like, wow, what did I, what did I do? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Look, I I as a friend, I think you're doing all right. No, yeah, I do. Yeah, we, th- that's the big question. It's like, doing- why am I doing that montage? I got a <laughs> yeah. I got an HBO special coming uh-huh. out. And I'm like, yeah. how can I feel shitty? Yeah, that'd be good. No, that's, please, that's, I'm just kind of like, there's got to be something in here that's going to take all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as I feel good, I was talking to my friend Mike today. It's like, there's that moment where you're like, I feel great. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Here it comes. Yeah. Something's going to. Yeah. And then you watch uh, the fly away. The good thing just starts to yeah, fade. Just, yeah, I'm already beyond the HBO mm-hmm. special. I have, but you have to temper your expectations. Where'd the, where'd you get these? I like these headphones. I have to get these. Oh, I, don't I know love being a, a radio guy because mm-hmm. I come to your place. I'm like, what do, what are these booms? You just they're nice arms, right? Yeah, this is um, <clears throat> yeah, this, they they do a good job here. But uh, yeah, but the special mm-hmm. like it's gonna be what it's gonna be. I'm pretty mm-hmm. happy about it. It looks mm-hmm. great. I did the music for it. Mm-hmm. That's me. Oh, that is you. Okay, yeah, I was with some about fellas. That. Me and that's my all, band. Yeah. Now that's a whole other thing. You talk about you talk about letting go to where you're just like, I just want to try these things. Yeah. And I'm not gonna get hung up on yeah. parts of it. You've been playing out. Yeah. Like legit. Like you're not At you're Largo. playing real songs and yeah. you're just really singing. And yeah. It's like what what does that feel like? It's amazing. Yeah, it, it, but it was all you, you know, it took a long time for me to do that. Mm-hmm. To get well, I never played with other people that much, and mm-hmm. uh, to, just to sing in public again since sure. the since the thing happened, the, oh. uh, the you know the thing at the music camp, yeah, the thing at the music, just to yeah, the it took a long time. Yeah, yeah. They, I <laughs> didn't we talk mm-hmm. about that before? I I don't know. We <sighs> I did. I went to a music camp in mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. How old are you at this point? Like fifteen, probably okay. fourteen or fifteen. Uh-huh. 
playing guitar and you know yeah. it, it, they let you smoke there it's that kind of music uh, yeah. sure all the local musicians from philly you know that mm-hmm. you know the netsky brothers do you know hankus netsky the the klezmer saxophonist no. he's got two brothers there's okay. hankus netsky netsky mm-hmm. and one of the Netskis was a ceramicist and the other one was the guitar teacher. Okay. But Hankus is actually in a fairly important Klezmer band. Okay. But that's neither here. So these are like the Vivinos of Klezmer. Philly. Well, yeah, he's from yeah. Philly. Okay. You know, they're got whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you know, we all have everyone's playing instruments. They're doing they're doing ceramics, they're doing drama, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. I was one of the musicians. Yeah. <laughs> so like the final, you know, you're supposed to put together a thing for the final thing, the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. You know, put put together some numbers. Mm-hmm. So I pick my guys, yeah, Robert Runitsky yeah. on drums, Sky Matt on bass, <laughs> and, and some other kid, mm. I forget his name, on piano. Like, you know, I'm like, I, I don't, yeah, I was never any different. I'm I just like, let's just play Johnny Be Good uh-huh. and get through it yeah. at the band shell. Yeah. Right? And, <laughs> and there was this other crew of nerdier musicians, sure. you know, that I didn't like. You know, like, I think his name was Pete Aronson and some another Jewish guy. And, uh, you know, but they were, you know, they were, they were, I, I come from whatever I come from. They come Mm -hmm. from, you know, something smarter and better. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. So my guys, you know, decide on the night that we we rehearsed Johnny Be Good a couple of times. How hard can it be? Yeah. Johnny Be Good. Yeah. So the night comes, you know, and we, you know, we do what we do. We get up there and they're all wasted. Robert falls off the drums. Matt's giggling, can't really play bass. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to play Johnny Be Good. I come in on the the wrong key singing Mm -hmm. and I can't get back out. Okay. You just missed it. Like, yeah. The band shell, in the band shell. Uh Uh-huh. And I I was devastated, embarrassed. It was, it was so embarrassing. Yeah. And then the other guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my recollection, they they went on stage and played an entire Genesis record. <laughs> Just, they might have been Genesis. Yeah, for all you, been. the way it's it felt might, for you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was just just leveling. Uh-huh. So over the last couple of years, I've begun to crawl yeah. back up on stage again okay. and try to sing. Yeah. But it's all, you know, it's been tough. But yeah. but I'm doing okay. We're playing. I got a combo. Jimmy Vivino plays with me sometimes. Now we got this other guitar player. He's stepping mm-hmm. in sometimes. The guys that are Ned Brower and uh, and, and Brandon uh, Schwartz were in a band mm-hmm. called Rooney. Do you know Rooney? Know the name? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you don't know it, okay, it's out there. Okay, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, but it's. Uh, I wanted you to be like, of course, right? yeah, but it didn't no. happen for us. So <laughs> we'll get it next time. I could have been. I could have done the thing where it's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Rooney? Oh, I haven't heard in a million years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think they were, they're from here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just that, uh, that blur yeah. when you start to just try to like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, is the yeah. worst part. Like sometimes I find yeah, myself yeah. where you're just like, just say you don't know it. It's yeah. okay. I, feel like, I have to do that. Hey, you now. ever see uh, that movie No Way Out with Kevin Costner? It's like, oh, yeah, like a, lot, a million years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't see it. Or how about this one? I think, I think so. Was yeah, that the one? Uh, yeah. How did, was it? Huh, oh yeah. yeah 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 yeah, and yeah. I just know the poster, and I'm just no. like, like what what am I? Why are we protecting at that point? I, I and I, also the pain of you telling that story. If you would have said this happened to me three weeks ago, yeah, I would have been just like, yeah, you're feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> just like this happened to me when I was 15. Like you were. This is today pain. <laughs> you telling that? Yeah, but uh, I t- I made it a policy to say I don't know. It's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. I just do it. I don't know. It's it's liberating. 
Yeah. We're trying to win points at this point. I don't know. But you know when you own books and someone says, you ever read that book and you own the book and yeah. you looked at it? Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I, 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 I don't know. With that stuff, I just feel like, isn't it enough I knew the right book to buy? Sure, sure. Like, yeah. doesn't that get me halfway there? Yeah, yeah. I can go into a bookstore and be like, well, that guy's got great taste. It's like, has is he smart enough to have read anything? Absolutely not. <laughs> he's, still reading, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still reading the uh, oral history of Dazed and Confused, not reading the, not reading actual literature. I, and, I found a... I pulled the book off the shelf today because I was packing stuff and someone reminded me of this, uh, like, I think his name's George Bataille. Uh-huh. You know, it was, you know, dark, you know, I don't know if it's philosophy. He wrote okay. some French weird kind of, you know, sex and death stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I have, I had two of those books. And I've had them for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I, I, uh, I pulled one of them off the shelf and I opened it up and there was one paragraph underlined it and it mm -hmm. with a star next to it. Uh-huh no idea what it means <laughs> i read it today and mm -hmm. i'm like don't understand it at all mm -hmm. and i'm a smart guy can't put it together yeah philosophy you're not going to just you don't get older and magically understand it it's like math it's not going to happen either you. you have the either you have the brain for that 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 just yeah. channel of thinking or, or the you, language or you yeah. yeah and i i don't yeah but the band thing is great i like doing it i'm doing interesting covers i think you'd enjoy it mm -hmm. you haven't come to see it have you not yet no like mm -hmm. what 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 are some covers that are working for you can't put your arms around a memory amazing we do going going gone like going gone, but the dylan the dylan, dylan one, band. From, yeah, uh, yeah yeah from, from planet waves. planet waves yeah yeah we do um we've done uh i tried to do uh jealous guy okay and i had to start it over uh -huh. see, that's the relationship i have with my audience because they know like I'm not trying to make records, I'm trying to do this. Yeah, I'm this trying is, to sing right. Like it's happening in real time. The whole thing's happening yeah. in front of them. Yeah. So like you know, when I was in Jealous Guy, mm -hmm. I, I just was couldn't get the register, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. We're gonna get it. I tried. Uh, we decided to play ISIS. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that's a long song, and that's you know, a very to, long song. Yeah. And and I kind of lost confidence mm -hmm. midway through. And sure. I still had a lot to go. That wasn't You're, a great, was like, not a great experience. We have not told the story of yeah. ISIS yet. Yeah. And yeah. we did, I tried to do Heaven by okay. uh, uh, the David Byrne. Mm -hmm. We've done some blue stuff, some Muddy Waters and okay. some, uh, uh, some uh, um, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, what's his name? Reed. Jimmy Reed, yeah. Sure. Um, we did, um, what else did we do? We've done a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Velvet Underground, a lot of Velvet Underground. Like, what are you doing? We did uh, What Goes On, of course. Yeah. Uh, I think we tried um, the uh, uh, Sweet Nothing. That's amazing. Yeah. The best song. Oh, my God. Now that, look, I, I go back. The, the the beauty of Velvet Underground for me is that it's four perfect albums. Each one is completely different than the other. Yeah. And you can pick which one your favorite. Like, your favorite can change. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it it grows with you, the catalog. It's like you change, the catalog That's, stays the th same. That to me, that is the indicator of genius. Yeah, that it is. That it moves with, it grows with you. Yeah, and you could just be like, you know, I think Loaded is my favorite one now. And then there'll be, Whoa. there'll be like a year where you just be like, yeah, Loaded, Loaded's not the one I'm going to grab. Yeah. And it's just, and they all, and you're right all the time with it. Yeah, it's, it, I, I love all of them. Mm -hmm. I think we tried. Uh, 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 I found a reason. Wow. Okay. I think we tried that. Mm -hmm. But there's a, it's velvet heavy, 
and and we do uh no fun mm-hmm. we did the uh, some stooges sure um what's it like to feel like you're inside these songs you've listened to your whole life now you're actually you're not listening it, yeah it's interesting you, you kind know, of are them right now it's well i'm not a guy that's going to try to play it like the record yeah or i'd be a better guitar player mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've never been that guy. Yeah. So I'm always going to do my version of it. Yeah. And there's some songs that, you know, are so expansive. Like, I think that Going, Going, Gone is an expansive song. Like, Mm -hmm. if you own that song, you own it. You can, you can, you can do a version Mm -hmm. that people are going to be like, I like your version. Yeah. You know, and Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory is kind of the same. The only problem with that one is I believe that Johnny Depp does it. So, which it doesn't mm-hmm. take away from the song. I know. Yeah. It's just, it's. Yeah. But it, it is a specific thing, but it's kind of a beautiful bit of poetry. That Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's because is, and is, is it a matter of, is it a matter of confidence or is it a matter of letting go to feel like you can get there well it's like it's like i've i think i have found i've landed on a tone that i can use sure yeah i'm i'm i i can play fairly confidently in the limited spectrum that i have like i can do that yeah then it took me a long time not to compare myself to uh you know nine-year-olds on you know on youtube or or just noodlers in general or or whatever the idea of what good guitar playing was because when you listen like you know what you're saying about the Velvet Underground is oddly happening to me with the Rolling Stones. Okay. I, I don't know why. Like, you know, like I'm listening to old Rolling Stones records and I'm getting more out of them than I ever had. I don't, I can't explain it to you, but there's something that's happening between me and Keith Richards that is new. Okay. And, but I, I guess the point is that because I found a tone I'm comfortable with and a space in playing that I'm comfortable with and, and I've gotten the hang of playing with these guys, you know, I can, you know, I can sort of own the thing and, and, and feel it as my own thing. Yeah. It, 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 like, like sweet nothing. Yeah. Just the build of that. That's the three chord stuff, you know, that kind of like psychedelic kind mm-hmm. of like I, and, and I don't know who John O love is, but like, mm-hmm. it means something to me. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like in this, this is going to sound like, I don't know what it's going to sound like. There's in somehow Lou Reed is still not, is still a question mark ultimately in a lot of ways. Like it's just, it feels like the story you realize that we didn't know the guy. I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? It just sure. feels like he is. And the bits and pieces you do get are like, what? Yeah. Like, that period during uh, uh Berlin or 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 the or Coney Island like when mm-hmm. he had the bleach blonde hair yeah living in that apartment yeah what was what was that yeah, yeah. and then I don't know yeah and then the, I talked to Jackson Brown mm-hmm. he took Jackson Brown to see Murray the K show in New York wow like yeah. in like sixty six yeah when like Jackson this. was hanging around and gave uh, uh Nico the, that song yeah yeah. Lou Reed took him to a Murray the K show. Yeah. That's Jackson Brown. Lou Reed sitting there watching who the hell even knows who was on that show. It. Yeah. I just feel like this guy somehow is strangely underrated in the culture for what he built. I don't think we realize what it was. I 
uh, look, I've talked about it before. When he did that final album with Metallica, I was just like, yikes, this is rough stuff. That, I, don't, that, I think I've only listened with. to it once. But that's the thing. It's like I put it down. I'm, it was e- 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 low-hanging fruit. Uh-huh. He's with these dimwits from Metallica, easiest thing in the world to goof on. So I did it. Yeah. And I was listening to the album through the filter of that, through just like I'm here to throw rocks. Your at this judgment. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. Then I remember reading a thing David Bowie said, like, this is, he told Lou at the end, because he t- said, this is maybe the best thing you've ever done. And people will understand it later. And I just remember seeing that being like, sure, that's what you say to your friends. Just like, great job. Well, really? You weren't able, in that moment, you couldn't even let down your... Well, because because uh, I was listening to it, I'm just like saying, this sounds dumb. Uh-huh. Because it's, again, it's metallic. It's not my, not yeah. my scene sure. with metallic. But then like, years later, I just went back to it and I was like, this is like one of the heaviest most profound he's telling you he's dying on this album it's a two discs it's two discs of lou reed saying goodbye it's Hmm. about blood and suffering and death his blood and suffering and death he knew he was sick he was saying goodbye and it's when you realize that and you listen to this record it will be like somebody dropped a weight, a safe on your head of you'll be like, oh, my God, this David Bowie was really right on this thing. Really? This is a this is a late period masterpiece. Uh, ma- almost there's there might be a little too much of it because it is two discs. Right. When that thing is working, it is it is intense. Oh it is God. intense. There's a, the final song on it is the song Junior Dad. That will just lay you out when you listen to it now. With oh him my gone, god! And it's just like those are the things where I'm just like, look, if I'm obsessed with this guy and I'm still figuring parts of it out, yeah. Then what about like people who just know walk on the wild side? It's like this guy's a this guy's like a just a question mark. He's yeah. the weird guy who did the scooter ads or whatever. Like, yeah, it, I did. Uh, I, I've got three copies of the Blue Mask because mm-hmm. I just buy oh, them yeah. anytime I see them because I don't want to not have them. It's I weird mean, to sing. Waves of Fear. Oh, my God. Is like, I, I've never heard a song that makes me feel queasy the way that song. That song is, it. I feel nauseous. Yeah. Listen, you can, f- like, the pain yeah. is direct yeah. on that song. Well, wow. so like, you know, it's where part of me was thinking when you're talking about that's just, that is, these are songs I am dying. I, I mm-hmm. thought like, God, when am I going to have to write that material? How am I going to make that funny? Yeah, that's the. Um, not soon, I hope. No, no you've got a while. You've I got hope a so. long while. Yeah. Like you're, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Those are the moments like I saw um, probably like four or so years ago. It was in. East Coast, and it's like, oh, Chris Christ. I realized Chris Christopherson's playing in in like uh, like white. How many songs does that guy really have that are great? He he he's got a lot. He's he's high high. Like I I think he is a true American hero. Like Leonard Cohen, he is. Y- yes, I would put him right there with him. Right, he, he gets off target at a point after a few albums. Yeah. But those first yeah. bunch of albums, yeah. You look at those songs he was writing, help me make it through the night. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, Sunday morning. Coming, coming down. down. Yeah. It's like, and you think about the times he was right. He was a Air Force. He was he was in the Air Force. Yeah. He was a Rhodes Scholar. He went to, to Nashville just to be a songwriter. He's like, my voice is terrible. I'm not, I'm just going to write songs for other people. And this is a guy who is like, like one of the coolest looking people you've ever seen. Yeah. And he's still just like, ah, I'm just going to write songs. for. Me. He's sweeping the floors of the studio when Dylan is recording Blonde on Blonde. He's just working in the studio. That guy. That guy. And guy then, with the broom. He's the guy with the, he's Chris. Hey, Chris, empty the garbage can. Yeah. Like that's Chris Christopherson. Ashtrays are full. Chris. Yeah. Where's Chris? Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. 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 Um, Man, what's that guy's name? Yeah. Chris. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Chris. <laughs> like. So you saw him? Yeah. We can get some sandwiches. <laughs> um, so I get a ticket. I'm like, like, bias. I'm like, oh, he's playing. And I get a ticket. Single seat. That's always the magic. Sometimes I get put front row center. He's as close as that screen is to me. And now I'm terrified that he's standing in front of me. Yeah. And the story with him is he had, he was fading. He's, he's never going to perform again. He thought he's he had dementia. dementia. He thought he had dementia. He was misdiagnosed. Right. He had, he had Lyme disease. Yes. They had him on the wrong meds for years. He gets on the right meds. His brain comes back. He goes back out and plays. It's the most beautiful thing imaginable. He's back. Who come, it's like it's, He came back from the dead. So that guy is in front of me, knowing that it's just like, we've only got this much time with him now, and yeah. we were lucky to have this much time, because he was, for all intents and purposes, gone. Yeah. And he played those songs just, just a guitar and him, and I'm just bawling my ass out. <laughs> Because the final song is he's saying, basically, you're probably never going to see me again. Goodbye. Oh, you and really... it's like, what do I do with it? It's like, it's one of the most artistically profound things I've ever experienced. A guy telling you goodbye because I don't have much time left. It's some, it's kind of amazing because as we get older and I'm older mm -hmm. than you, yeah. it becomes impossible not to think about this stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know, and yeah. people are dropping and, yeah. you know, I have friends who are a decade older than me mm -hmm. who are looking right at it. And you start to like, cause I've made fun of, of Bob Dylan, you know, in mm -hmm. terms of like, why, why is he out there all the yeah. time? Why does he want to die on a bus? And, He's, and yeah. what else is he going to do No. And that, like, you know, I think he's been making his last record for the last 10 records. Absolutely. And then when you find out, like, if he didn't do what he's doing now, he probably would have died 10 years ago because. You know, he does metal sculpture. Yeah. These huge. Huge. Yeah. I went to the Bob Dylan Center for the mm -hmm. opening weekend. It's Giant like, metal Tulsa. sculpture. Yeah, yeah. Tulsa, because mm -hmm. I was shooting uh, Reservation Dogs. Mm -hmm. Where do you stand on Tim Harden? Oh, I love the first. uh first three records love them it's so weird dude i i've i've i i became obsessed with him but for i didn't understand why yeah like because just that one song the two songs mm -hmm. the big ones yeah if i were a carpenter and reason yeah. to believe yeah i mean that's enough <laughs> lady came from baltimore yeah. this song it's two minutes long and then just feels like he just got hit in the head with a brick and it's two minutes and he's gone he just devastated you emotionally in two minutes. 
I just, I, I've kind of gone back to it now and I've got mm -hmm. so many records because sometimes that happens for me. It's sort of like, I, I know there's something and mm -hmm. I amass the records, yeah. but I don't sit with them. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden something happens. Yeah. And it was seeing that Karen Dalton documentary mm -hmm. and knowing that he probably killed her <laughs> that I wanted to, mm -hmm. you know, just out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. It's just so weird to see like those, those people who are up in those folk singing people yeah. up in those hills. They're yeah. all shooting dope together. Yeah. And you get these old guys who are talking about like, well, she was in the corner. She was like, what kind of party do you walk into? And everyone's just like tying off and that's okay. <laughs> At some point, it just shameless yeah. tying yeah. off. Yeah. And guitar yeah. playing. Yeah. But they were connected. And then you start to see, like, you hear the 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 way they both sing. They have certain mm -hmm. a similarity yeah. in how they approach it. And I was curious mm -hmm. about. So that kind of brought me back into him. Oh, yeah. No, those are those are some pretty, those are heavy-duty records. Heavy. Yeah. And he's a heavy-duty dude. Do you mm -hmm. see that Woodstock footage? He could barely keep his head yeah. up. Yeah, that's a disaster at that point. Wow. Yeah. Now... Your special is called From Bleak to Dark. <laughs> yeah, and we when you name talking about a special. Tim uh, Harden nodding yeah. off at Woodstock. Good, good transition. Good. Speaking of that. I'm going to give you some. What? You tell me. Yeah. The, one of the trickiest things must be naming your special. Yeah. Like, because you need it to represent what it is. This had another, this had another title. What was the other title? Uh, the Big Work. Okay. I like I like from bleak to dark. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, fine arts fought for it because mm -hmm. I thought it would be good, but I thought I would have to tell the story for it to make sense. Mm -hmm. And he was sort of like, I don't think it needs a story. Yeah, and no, like, no, okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to name some. You tell me which ones are real specials that comedians <laughs> okay. have named their specials, and which ones are not real. Yeah, laugh till it squirts. <laughs> <laughs> not real. Not real. <laughs> ha ha time. Real. Not real. Damn. Sounds like someone ordered jokes. That's the title? Yeah. That's not real. That's not real. Half laugh. No. It's trigger time. <laughs> it's trigger time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that could happen, but I don't think it's happened. Okay. Not real. Boys being boys. No. Not real. Amazing disgrace. No. Not real. No. My two cents. That sounds real. Not real. Uh, Abort, Abort this. No. Not real. <laughs> Tell me I'm good. That's the subtext of every title. Is it real or not real? Not real. That's not real. Hard laugh. No. Not real. None of these were real. I know. Yeah. So I, just well, I was beginning see, to see that. I'm sure. And I, well, I think we gave it. I should have said. Um, and I didn't even get to um, comedian destroys audience. Um, because there's some of these special titles. This is like. You like, like that guy, Ronnie Chang? I do. I do too. I think he's really funny. It's good. Yeah. He's like the, you know, he's, he's, he's in, you know, it's a rare groove, man. Mm -hmm. He's in that movie, Megan. Yeah. The, the I didn't doll see it. movie. Yeah. You saw it? It's so much fun. The movie's so much fun. He's, it's, it's a comedy with, with horror trappings, yeah. basically. 
And he, it, it must have been the most fun thing to, to just be an actor and to do that. Yeah. To just chew scenery. He's just going for oh, it. I got to watch it. He's having a blast. He must have had a blast. I'm so weird it. about like watching things. I just want, I've watched all of the Kelly Reichardt movies in a week. Oh my yeah, she's my favorite. Oh my god, I, I love her. So yeah, I've, I've known her for oh my god, twenty five. I don't even have her booked or anything, but I yeah. can't. I'm obsessed. No, the, I can't wait for the new one. Yeah, I just saw, that's what got me going. I saw the trailer of it, and I'm like, oh my god, she nailed something so specific. Yeah, so precisely. Yes, and I saw it in the trailer, mm -hmm. and I'm like. Who is this? And I'm like, it's, oh shit, I've seen two of these movies. Yeah. But I never paid attention to her in a focused way. Yeah. So I watched them all. Yeah. I've, I I'd watched First Cow twice. Amazing. So that's like, and then I watched, I saw Wendy and Lucy when it came out, but mm -hmm. then I just watched it again. Uh huh. I'd never seen Old Joy. And even though Will Oldham annoys me, uh huh. I, I, it was fine for the movie. Yeah. How about, um, blanking? Is it certain women? Yeah. Oh my God! Devastating. Or how about the one about the the terrorists? Night moves. What is that? No, Kelly Reichardt is a genius. How about the ending of Meek's uh, Meek's cut off? Cut off the ending. That's the ending. Yeah. The the, the, the her the Native talk, American just yeah walks off. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> yeah. It's she is so um, good, dude. And she it's is like she is at the highest level. And her movies talk about artistic confidence to embrace totally. the silence, embrace silence, and just shoot the way she shoots the outdoors. Yeah. And how about did you notice that there are two actors from McCabe and Mrs. Miller in First Cow? It's uh, Renee. Yes. Yes. And but there's one other one on all you see. You see him once waiting uh -huh. online for a donut. Really. The guy, I, I, you remember the drunk from McCabe and Mrs. Miller? Sure. Yeah, yeah. That guy is That's online. Amazing. He cuts yeah. off the guy that kills them mm -hmm. to get a donut. Amazing. That's, That's I, her I, McCabe I, and Mrs. Miller. You know, it's no, the same she, story. Oh, without it. No, she, look. I, I've, I, you know, I talk to her every once in a while. On the show? Not here. Just, a, just a, you know, email back and forth every once in a while. She is just, I, I she, she, talk about somebody waiting to get their true just artistic do totally her she is and it's just like you know it's it, it's total confidence but also like she's doing ex exactly the movie she, the way she wants to do that 100 percent. and she and if she's not going to she doesn't make the movie and none of them like you there's several where the ending is just poetry man yeah it's well, you know with that the ending of uh old joy with will mm -hmm. oldham just wandering around unbelievable yeah it's like yeah it's it's it, 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 she is somebody who everybody will finally get and people go where were you this whole time it's like well guess what she's been there the whole time i guess so but like it's still going to be you know th those of us who get it you know mm -hmm. what i mean i i mean i i think she'll yeah. get respect but it's sort of like maria bamford the greatest yeah. comic working yeah but some but you know most of the population can still say like i don't get it it's weird yeah what are you no, gonna do it's, it's Fuck those people. Yeah, you can't worry about it. But they, she does need to be celebrated. Absolutely. I, I look. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying she's looking to be like. No, I know. I just want. Know, I, I just want to talk to her. But she just wants. She just deserves to be. She should just be able to make the things she wants to make.
because all the time, if, if she sees it, she should get a chance yeah, to make some it. of our tax money should go towards serious. Kelly Rock that goes with that thing. Oh my God! Is today your birthday? Uh, in a couple days. Oh. It is. Happy birthday to you! It's my birthday. Happy birthday, dear. Oh, my God. Tom Sharpley. Right during my Kelly Reichert. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Look at this. None of her movies would end like this. No, they would not end with a happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) It would would end. Okay, here we go. It would end with just the cake. Hold on. Are these novelty? Cameras? No. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. How old are you? Seventy-seven. Wow. The what big seven-seven. What are you like? Um, here's my dog. Um, this like, is Nancy. Hi, Nancy. You're not a big dog. Person. I like dogs. Why does everyone say that? Because oh, you're so you identify so much with cats. I grew up with old English sheepdogs my whole life. My entire childhood is covered in hair. Would you ever go back to dogs? Yeah, if I didn't have to go out of town so much. Sure. Um, you take him on the road with you. You don't say how old you are? No. All right. 54. Okay. You take the dog with you. On the road? On the plane? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can barely get it together to travel myself in the morning. Isn't it exciting, though, when you see a dog on a plane? When somebody, like, brings it's kind of like, well, there's at least something different to look at. I don't know. Other than a baby. Every time I used to bring my cats on the plane, they'd shit in a box. <laughs> Be like this terrible, like these horrible cats. I'd be in the bathroom, just like, why'd you do this? It's terrible. Well, Mark, yes, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. And seriously, the special, and I mean it. It's the closest I've seen you get to you. Thank you. In any of these things, it's a, it is. You're on a path, and it's exciting watching you go down that. Path. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for all of your uh, friendship and support over the years. Well, it. Right back at you. You got it. Well, everybody, we are at the end of another best show. Um, Again, February 21st, the challenge is on. If you know a famous person, you bring them to the studio during the show. We're open, open thing. Really? You bring them down, and then you get to pick a prize. We're going to have a shelf of prizes that the people who... You have three things. It's gonna be this will be like Does, is it relative to how famous the oh, person? Yeah. No, this this shelf will be it'll be like on the boardwalk when you like it'll be like How do I win the big thing? Yeah, yeah. Win six more times. Or bring Jake Gillenhall in the studio right. yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Just this bottom shelf would be like would be like Tom Sizemore. You brought Tom Sizemore. Might, you might have given us more of a problem than a solution. You can have a Leonard Skinner mirror. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You get the and those mirrors also. Those are pretty big. How long did it take me to realize it's just like, oh, these were for people to do cocaine <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. nobody was like grooming themselves it, with looking through the Van Halen logo. Yeah, hanging it up. <laughs> it's yeah. just like in my mind, it's like, well, you get one of those mirrors, it's a little tricky to look in because there's this screen printed Van Halen logo on it. And then yeah. like at some point I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, so, it's for drugs, it's for drugs. Yeah. Of course, yeah. the mirror makes sense now. Bottom level is like I was an extra in whatever. Yeah. Middle level would be like, I'm the guy from the sitcom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, from yeah. growing pains. Or right. Whatever. Sure. Top shelf is. Yeah. Stars. Oh, yeah. You're a star. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, we'll explain it more next week. 
But February, if you know your famous people, start talking to them and tell them to clear February 21st because you're bringing them to the best show studio. Um, so thanks, everybody. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Thank you, Mark, yes, for coming you. down. Thank you to Peyton Reed for coming down. And we will be back next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Neff. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.